tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Tim Fall Hat. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Athletic Greens. I take Athletic Greens every day because I want to better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, okay? I hate taking a bunch of pills and vitamins. I want a supplement that actually tastes great and want to see what the hype was all about. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. And it's real simple, okay? It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamins, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb, okay? It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your, in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash timfoil. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash timfoil to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Enjoy the show. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to Rock. join me as always, Xavier Guerrero, and on the ones and twos, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? Yeah. Dude, we, we went hard in the paint today. If you guys enjoyed the last show, which I know I did, so I hope me you too. did too. This one's a follow-up to that super banger, and Christopher Knoll comes on and drops a hammer of the gods on us and really blows our minds. Everybody was blown. He knows his shit. <laughs> oh, he does. Everybody's mind was blown, Don't okay? Put it that way. He was not in the studio. He was not in the studio, but uh, Anthony D'Amato was a uh, good friend of mine, got great podcasts. He was on not Rock related to the blowing, to be clear. Yeah, nobody, nobody was blowing anybody, but minds were blown, Okay. <laughs> Johnny, God. It's Guys, equivalent. It's equivalent. It's Guys, equivalent. listen, uh, real quick, let's get into this. Go to samtriply.com. Everything you need is on samtriply.com. First of all, sign up for the email list. Please join us. You never know when they're going to get rid of me on Instagram. So you can find out about live shows I got coming up, and you can find out about podcasts I'm putting out. I bang out seven a week, okay? I, I mean, I have seven podcasts I do a week most of the time, and there's a lot of episodes coming out. 
You guys got to know about it. Stay with me and uh, join us. We have a lot of great affiliate programs coming out, too. They're all going to be on uh, samtriplee.com. Things that we on this show feel like you need to, to basically look inside and get away from the New World Order. All that stuff's going to be at samtriplee.com. Go down a little bit. Uh, I got my... Okay. Uh, we got Comedy Chaos coming up. And then we have... Oh, I'm at, I'm at Skank Fest, obviously, next weekend. That's all sold out. But if you're in Vegas, come around, show up. I'll try to sneak in. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, then I got Comedy Chaos on the 19th. Then I'm uh, in Kansas City in November. All right, what's next? Um, go back, go down. Uh, premium content. Really, guys, go to Rockfin. Pick Tinfall Hat, Zero, Conspiracy Social Club. We got We Don't Smoke the Same, Broken Sim. Pick any of those. $10. You get all 400 of the creator's content for $10 a month. There's no other value on the internet like that. There's no other value. And if you're looking for investment, uh, if you're looking for some investment advice, the Cash Daddy's investment uh, website is Purifier. Just go to patreon.com slash cash daddies and join in and it's twenty dollars you get you other people that do this they charge up to two hundred dollars a month we're doing 20 bucks and you get daily stuff from howie dewey who's been on fire nobody bats a thousand invest at your own will make your own decisions do your own research but howie dewey's been fired for pretty much most of this Patreon. So go check that out. And t-shirts, go to timfallhattshirts.com or you can go to, again, the, the uh, Conspiracy Social Club. Go to timfallhattshirts.com. Uh, we got a new t-shirt about to drop. The lizard people are coming. Me as Paul Revere. Oh, there it is right there. Oh, is it up? Yeah, it's there. It's right there. Top right, actually. Top right. Yeah, lizard, lizard oh, no, people. No, 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 that's an old that's one. That's an old one. That's an old, that's old one. one. Why is it at the top? Uh, I just, don't think I've ever seen that. Oh yeah, that's a, this was uh, this no. This one's the lizard people are coming. Yeah, I'll show it to you. What is that? The Last Supper? Yeah, actually? that's the Last yeah. Supper. Sam Triple right in the middle. That looks really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. I only put I out, like that one. Check I that. only put out really cool. Yeah, you dude. You as far as t-shirt quality, you got the the highest quality t-shirt. Oh, that's really dude. The that. lizard people one is dope. Yep. Yeah, the new one. Oh, that is a good one. The who lizard did, people are coming. Who did that? Same guy that did Zoltan. Yeah, does so, all he's pretty so much good, all my, Yeah, he is really good. So, so good. that will be available tonight. Uh, my cameos. I do cheap cameos. $30, $50. Make you holler for three minutes of just pure conspiracy to be madness. Clear, Sam does most of the hollering. If we're I do the all the hollering. <laughs> I do all the hollering. How much is it without a t-shirt? Wow. Oh, dude, that's Sam. so true. Oh, got a free show that's there. So true. That's wow. a bonus. That should be more. That Sam, you're, be you're giving more. it away, Did you get that brother. for 50 bucks? Yeah. You're giving dude. it away, oh, man. Dude, you're giving guys, it away. I'm totally giving it away. Right you guys are right. I am giving it away. Uh, go back. So cameos, great way to connect birthday stuff. Nuke Social is really great. Uh, everything is decentralized. You sign up to Nuke Social, Social, you can get on the Tim Fall Hat Telegram from there. You can get on the... Uh, zero telegram from there and listen they can never take it away it's decentralized and i must start getting on that more and finally uh check out uh all the free audio you can get at sam triple 
Fall.com. Uh, Tim Fall Hat, obviously. Broken Sim, Cash Daddies is a wonderful, wonderful way to uh, financial advice and comedy. Punch Drunk Sports, Union of the Unwanted, the most important conversation on the internet. And then some of my old episodes on Conspiracy Social Club and Zero are um, available free. If you do like Zero, uh, just go and uh, leave us a five-star review. It would really help the show. And then we have our affiliate programs, and I'm about to start putting some more. But uh, gold, gold and silver, go up, go up, go up. Wise Wolf. Yeah. Wise Wolf, gold and silver. Uh, I'm going to be making a big purchase coming up here. Go to samtriplee.gold. And that. we're probably going to talk to that rancher, too, about getting an affiliate program going with oh, him. Oh, he said, dude, I talked to him the other day. He said he's been swamped with yeah. orders from uh, the, swarm. the Swarm. The Swarm shows up because we take care of you because we love you. And then also uh, I'm going to be talking to Tim James. And I'm going to be getting some crystal friends, uh, friends who do crystals and crystal Oregon nice. and all that stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a ton of people on crystal meth on the show. Uh, today's <laughs> show is about the Watchers. Anything else, guy? Oh, you got a live uh, yeah. show. October 12th, uh, buy tickets at FullyToxic.com. Uh, Rick Thorne, uh, Lisa I at the Flying Jew, and Craig Cotton. So go get your tickets there. Go grab show. your tickets. Xavier always puts on a great show. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, w- real quick, what's your Instagram? What's uh, your XG marks the spot in any, any platform? Johnny? Uh, Johnny A. Woodard on Instagram. Johnny A. Woodard on Twitter. Sam Tripoli on Instagram. Boo, 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 got boo, it back. Boo, boo. Got back, got back. And then... Uh, okay, okay. And then uh, either <laughs> official, Tripoli, or Tripoli official on uh, Telegram. I mean, on Twitter, but hopefully with Elon Musk. They say I might be getting back Ooh. my... my. Uh, I hope that happens. I really do, just to see what just to see what happens. You, know I, what I mean? you think it's he'll the let... the most interesting thing. He's going to let all the savages you, in. No, we don't. You think he, he'll let all the counts they banned, like... That's what I don't said. know. That's, I just want to see. You know what I mean? Like it's more interesting if he buys it. Just so that's what I we'll said. To learn something. That's what I said. Yeah, All right, guys. Love you guys. Enjoy the show. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. All right, let's get into it. Very excited today. We have some great guests joining us uh, in studio. He's a good friend of mine. He's got a channel on Rockfin called Zero Dark Thirty. Please welcome Tony D'Amato. How are you, buddy? Thank you so much. Thank you for having me today. I'm glad you're here, buddy. I'm glad you're here. I finally made it happen. And via the powers of Zoom, uh, he is a regular on here. He has always made a strong case for Mount Crushmore. He got both. People love him. Christopher Knowles, how are you, brother? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Great to be here. Christopher, you look great. You look clean shaven. You got amazing facial hair. What's going on? You got light in your eyes. (laughs) Clean living, buddy. Clean living. I'm with you, bro. That's all I've been doing, dude. I was staring at myself in the mirror today at the gym going, something's going well. Because I feel good. I feel really yeah. good. You have a little glow high up on your cheeks. A little right glow, there, bro. Right. A little glow. Uh, <clears throat> so, Christopher, uh, mm-hmm. what's up? What's new? What's been going on? Talk to us. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, I've been doing a lot of work for my Patreon. I've been doing a lot of live streams. And I've kind of been trying to dig at like what's at the core of all this craziness we're seeing. Uh going on particularly today i mean some of the things we've talked about before uh 9-11 and so on i've got some 9-11 material here but um i'm really just getting to the core of uh you know the true elite belief system you know what they 
what it's really all about, what they really believe, uh, what's at the what's at the bottom of it. And uh, I mean, it's something that I had suspected all along, but now I've got some really solid proof, and it's just blowing my mind because uh, nobody's talking about it, or you know, people may be alluding to it, but I don't think you know people have really put the pieces together. So uh, right now, I'm like my head's just kind of spinning because it's uh, you know to get the real smoking gun proof that you were looking for is just uh, absolutely amazing. But, you know, basically what it boils down to is, you know, the elite belief system is the watchers. Uh, First Enoch, fallen angels, the 200th, the third of the host. Um, You know, I guess, I guess one of my dads, since you think I'm a Nephilim and so on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I am uh, really into this and this has kind of been our theme this week. Uh, this is a spiritual war. If you think it's about mm. money, if you think it's about power, you're not paying attention and you're just doing some basic bitch shit, right? Like that's what you're doing. Like if you're not digging deeper into what is really going on because they have all the money and they have all the power. Why would they want to wreck this system that they already have? This is spiritual and they're coming for us and all of these people that I see on this screen and, and, and You know, uh, we have a bunch of people doing the eye thing, and uh, all these people think they're part of that plan, and they are just all tools of this very dark, 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 dark uh, movement that's going on that is just a bunch of entities have made deals with families and, and people to basically try to destroy humanity because they're trapped here, in my humble opinion, they're trapped in this realm and they hate us for it. And that's why I'm excited to talk about this. Cause I think it's a very important discussion. Yeah. Well, it's just amazing when you're reading about like, since the, uh, the clot shot came in, you know, we've had like a 20% reduction in the birth rates, which were always low have gotten lower over the past 20, 20 years or so. Uh, you know, people dropping like flies in their mid forties, perfectly healthy people, anywhere from like teens to to forties, you know, and then all the trans stuff, all this uh, genital mutilation and sterilization, surgical sterilization. I mean, it's just a, a, an overarching agenda with a lot of different parts, you know, Uh, it seems to be even clearer now with this, uh, now that, you know, this, the, threat of war, uh, a hot war in Europe seems to be um, ramping up every day now. So, yeah, these are perilous times. I mean, this is it now. I mean, this is the big game. The big game's begun, you know. Uh, People have been wondering for years, you know, when's this all going to start? You know, know, oh, you're just blowing smoke. This is all just fake. This is all just fantasy, paranoid fantasies. And now we're seeing everything really ramping up uh, faster than anyone could have imagined, I think. The most amazing part is how people are willingly participating in all this. Like these doctors that are doing this mutilation to children. Like how can you in, in your, your heart of hearts think that is okay. Like, I I mean, I'm old enough to remember that when, if you want to give a kid steroids, so he's better at football, you were like, you were chastised and ran out of the village 
with, with people with uh, torches and pitchforks. Like, you were hated. Now, people are co-signing on this? Like, what is going on? Well, in my opinion, what, what I think is at the core of it is just the creation of as much chaos, social chaos, as possible. So, you know, the, <clears throat> the shots... And, and, you know, like I said, the war situation, the gender stuff, uh, you know, the, the, the street violence, the racial stuff. Uh, you know, I think there's just an idea that as much chaos that can be unleashed has to be unleashed. Because according to one timetable, time they expect, you know, the big show, they expect the heroes to return in 2025. And that's a prediction that was made back in the 1940s. So... You know, we're right on schedule for that uh, eventuality, okay. I think. Okay, let's get into this. Who are the heroes? Well, the heroes, as I said, are the Watchers. Um, the Watcher Angels, the Fallen Angels, um, <clears throat> in the Book of Enoch. I mean, they're alluded to in, in, in Genesis 6, um, you know, the sons of, of God that mated with the daughters of men, produced uh, the race of giants, uh, Nephilim, Anakim, Rephaim, number of others, number of different tribes. Um, and I can't attest to, you know, the actual physical reality of this, but I certainly believe very strongly that this, this is uh, a core religious belief at that, that highest level. And it's something that I've been looking at for a while since I discovered the whole Millennium Dome show, which was just basically you know, playing this out, um, uh, took place in the Y2K. There were 999 per, uh, performances of this thing. Uh, it was just basically, you know, the demons of the air and the daughters of men and the new race and the, you know, the destruction of the technological world and the agrarian utopia and so on. I mean, all these kind of things that we're hearing about. So again, I mean, it sounds hard to believe you know, because everybody goes, oh, this is Tannic. And it's like, they're, they're almost right. I mean, <laughs> you're almost there. I mean, the, you know, the fallen angel stories uh, really predate the whole stories with, you know, Lucifer as a fallen angel, which those stories are non-canonical, by the way. They're not biblical. Um, well, for, for that matter, not, neither is Enoch. But it's just something that you see over and over again. And I think it explains, you know, all this eye symbolism that you see. You know, we can talk about uh, the eye symbolism at, at Ground Zero and so on. Um, you know, I don't know if the slides are up, but I've got this picture of all these dopey celebrities doing that one eye thing. And, you know, the thing that really occurred to me is that, so, you, you know, it's the eye, it's the, the watchers, and then the fingers make a W, right? So it's just, uh, I don't think they have any idea what they're doing. They're just told to do this by photographers and yeah. designers who, who are told by other people to do this, by the way. I don't, I, I don't know if you allow these idiots to be in on any, any of the, the uh, overarching agenda, right? I, I think um, that's you know. a really good point. Me too. Yeah. I think people need to, to understand that sometimes people just do stuff because they think it's funny. And, and then there's people who isolate these things. Like, I can't tell you how many times I see on Twitter or on YouTube, somebody takes like one moment in a video, freezes it, and then, look, he's making math with his hands. You're like, dude, the guy was going to grab a cigarette. What are you like talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. really yeah. sick. Context. I mean, that's that's yeah. next level yeah. fucking hand gestures. And it's just like, 
it's it's just like I get it, man. You're you're connecting a lot of dots, and I appreciate it that you're really concerned. And even like some of the most like uh, uh, extremists in 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 in, in, cons- in the conspiracy world, I appreciate what they're basically trying to do. What the, and their heart of hearts at at their most simple you know, deep, deep, deep inside them, they want to save humanity. They want to help their fellow man. And even if you don't necessarily agree with their point of view, they are trying to help. And to the point that we get to, we're a lot like what people say about the left or the progressives where we eat each other alive, right? It's like someone gets really big and then all of a sudden they just go through every picture ever taken of them in their entire life. And oh, this guy, he's like five feet away from that guy at this time and <laughs> that shows that everybody you know and what also it acts like people don't grow and change and uh, become different people over time and new information comes in and then they do that so I'm not saying that these people are all 100% innocent of everything. They fully participate in it. They may be there because of certain data that the elites have learned about them, that they're into certain things and they're doing certain things and they can manipulate that for blackmail to push, manip- push, um, push a, uh, a certain narrative. But like not everybody is controlled opposition. You know, it's like, what, what are they getting for this controlled opposition? My t-shirt guy one guys one time's like, you know, uh, I go, yeah, I just got c- called controlled opposition again. He goes, oh, dude, you drive a Mitsubishi. You're not controlled opposition, uh. right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, what, what are we doing here? If you saw right. where I lived, you'd be like, my bad. You're not controlled opposition so at all. So I think it's very interesting, but they don't know what they're doing. And people do say stupid stuff. I have a lot of my friends who are who are podcast people, and they they always get these these sound bites isolated. And it's like if you do this long enough, you're gonna say some dumb shit. I also think some of these artists run with it. Once you think, tell them they're Illuminati. Oh, I'm just gonna keep doing this. Yeah. And keep doing. By this. the way, that will be on a uh, yeah. uh, meme somewhere. See, I just at fucked some up. Point. See, I just <laughs> fucked up. Now I'm part of it. <laughs> but you see what Oops. I mean? Because Jay Z does it a lot. Jay Z throws up the sign all the time, and people just run well, with no, it. I think he's. Now there he are might. people who are a part of it. Yeah, I think. So he, oh, yeah, I think, think he's, he's. I'm just saying. He's a candidate. You have sure. to look at the entire body of work, not a moment. That's what I'm trying mm. to say. Context, yeah, yeah. You know, Patterns. Hey, guys, I want to tell you about our friends at MyBookie. You know football. You pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlay multiple bets together to increase your payouts. With low contest entry fees and more than half a million dollars to be won, MyBookie makes it so that you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit MyBookie.ag and use the promo code TINFOILHAT on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. Pew, 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 that promo code Tinfall Hat to get your first deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. My bookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and win. So make your winning season exclusively at my bookie. Again, getting started is super easy. Just visit my bookie AG, use the promo code Tinfall Hat on your first deposit to secure double bonus. That's my bookie. .ag promo code T 
tinfoil hat. So this thing just happened today. I don't know if you saw this, Christopher Knowles, but uh, Anthony, jump in anytime you want. Uh, that this this uh, group in Louisiana is pulling out their basically pension from BlackRock, uh, the investment firm, and they're like. We're tired of what you're, you know, your ESGs and your cultural Marxism, what you're doing. We're pulling out. Now it's $750 million. That's a lot of money, except for when you got a trillion dollars. But it's still. It's a drop in the bucket, but still. But it's still, a statement. Yeah. it's a lot of money, bro. Yeah, it's it a lot of money. And maybe this gets other people to go, hey, we want to pull this out. All this is cultural Marxism. All this is well-funded. If, if it wasn't well-funded... It would be getting ratings, and we see it's not at all in any way. So I think we're living in an interesting time, but this is these people are all playing a game. Well, when you're talking about some of the overlords that sort of uh, have this plan, right, this overall plan, control, domination, population, it seems that that agenda is winning in so many ways. And the hope for humanity to win, because I absolutely believe that there's a spiritual war. I believe that this has been planned for a long time. And I do believe that mistakes are made in this, in this plan. You know, when you roll something out and it doesn't really quite go the way, yeah. <laughs> the way, and you, and you could see that. People like us can see these sort of patterns. And again, what Chris was saying with context Absolutely. You have to understand the context. Could somebody just be sitting there for a moment? Yeah. yeah, people are pulling those those things to really just elevate their own sort of cloud chasing shallow tone. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of cloud chasing in that. But you're one hundred percent correct. Dude, it is impossible to run planet Earth. It is impossible. There are too many moving pieces as you slowly descend from the top to the bottom and you get down 10 layers, right? 10 levels. Oh, you're going to run into an idiot somewhere. Someone got their kid in their their uh, their nephew need a job and they get their nephew in and then he fucks everything up. That like that's going to happen. It's impossible to run planet Earth. You can barely get a a Burger King to run correctly. Now you're going to get the New World Order to run correctly. It's just never going to freaking happen, bro. But these are the moments we have to seize on, and we have to understand that more and more these mess up. Someone like Klaus Schwab is as as I think as aware of what's going on around him as Hillary Clinton. I guarantee you, he is surrounded by yes people who all control social media. And he's just like, are we winning? They're like, yeah, we're winning. Everything's winning. We're, we are winning. You're doing great. Oh, Hillary, you want an Apple TV show where you do comedy? Oh, people are loving it. They think you're just so quick from your artificial hip you got there. It's unbelievable, <laughs> right? And it's just like they, they don't see what's going on, which is to me, uh, like, uh, we are becoming more aware of their plan all the time. And people are pulling themselves out. And you could you could say whatever you want about the left. I mean, the right and Republican. I'm not. I don't like Republicans. The new school conservative versus old school conservative. I like. The, I like them. Of what they, what they do and what they what they do is when they don't like something, they do the thing you're supposed to pull their money, time, and energy out of it, and you just watch the system collapse. Any thoughts, Christopher? <laughs> well, this is, speaks to things I've been saying for a while, and I think one of the problems that people fall to is assuming that these people 
just because they have this power in these positions have the, you know, the intelligence to back it up. And I think increasingly they don't. And I I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, I think all this is ultimately going to fail. I think it's ultimately going to fail. I mean, all this, because, I mean, these are plans that were made a long time ago when people were a lot smarter and they were a lot tougher and they had more patience and forbearance than they do today. And, you know, I mean, all you have to do is just watch all these videos from Davos with, you know, all these idiots like Schwab and that, uh, what is it, Yuval Noah Harari is just a total fraud. Um, and all of them, all the rest of them, all these people at Davos, all these WEF people, I mean, they're all just drones because the way the systems become is that it becomes so complex and, and they develop such inertia that if you're anybody who has any sort of freestanding intelligence, you're going to be wheedled out of the system. They're just going to get rid of you. Um, they don't need people who are intelligent or self-directed or motivated because those people rock the boat. You know, when these institutions become so big, their first uh, order of business is to maintain their power and they maintain their power through stability and they, uh, stability is maintained through mediocrity. So I, we have a, so many things going on, uh, you know, but this, of course, um, leaves out the, the, the possibility that we are dealing with some sort of uh, supernatural intelligence that, you know, has planned for that, that expects that, that expects everything to just fall apart, that, you know, expects these, these big overarching plans to be put into place and just totally collapse uh, you know, which I, I think is inevitable. I mean, just just the fact that just basic competence across the board is just falling. And, you know, I hate to be one of these kind of like old men yelling at cloud types, but <laughs> I just have I have no faith in the Zoomers to be able to maintain a complex, uh, you know, tech, technologically oriented system, because what that requires is requires people who um aren't constantly looking for praise, can take criticism, are willing to put long hours in, um, you know, all the things that this younger generation is, is quite open that they don't want to do. Um, so, I mean, you know, the other thing too is that, you know, there's an assumption that, you know, this speaks to what you were saying, that, you know, say somebody like Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook, I just I just heard that they're going to be laying off 12,000 people, 12,000 people. You know, everybody thought, oh, this is metaverse, you know, we're all going to be forced to live in virtual reality. It's like, that's never going to happen. It's never, that company is going to be gone, gone within, I would say, four or five years. Uh, they're already lost half their market cap. Um, yeah, so... There are all these plans, but don't assume that the people carrying out these plans, A, even understand them anymore, and B, have the capacity to execute them. The human factor, right? The human yes, factor the plays human factor. calculation that cannot possibly be quantified in the beginning when the plan is made. No, you're right? totally right. That, regardless of whatever you think of flat earth and all that, and I get that, you know, we've had people super passionate about it. Some people are not. I'm too old to care. Yeah, I, well, it doesn't change my life either way, <laughs> you know. But for me, it's like, you know, there's technology now that can answer that. And it's like kind of changed the game in a weird way. Like when these plans came up, they didn't realize there would be ways for five people to get on here and talk openly about how this is going to go and what they're doing. And then our conversation gets sent out to 100,000 people, right? 
and they all listen to it and they then they connect it to other people. Now we got this ripple effect and it's real hard and people are waking up for it. And every time they run a, a, a psyop on us and we discover it, that's duly noted. And now it's almost impossible for them to run another psyop like that. But when you talk about people like, uh, you know, Klaus, Soros, all these people, uh, these are faces. These are faces that are shown, right? The real, I, I fully believe that there's the whole behind the curtain, the people that don't want their face to be seen. I've been doing some deep dives lately. A lot of them are connected to uh, places like uh, some of the most powerful agencies in the world today uh, in Hollywood that, that take that uh, group and represent them. They're their speakers, WEF people. Not just that, but the same agencies that represent Biden and these WEF speakers also represent uh, influencers like uh, J.P. Sears, for Dude, example. That's a great right? point. And you They're see this connection. They're basically handlers at this right. point. Right. I mean, so now you have this, like, what the fuck is he doing being represented by this company if he's going up every day and speaking against it, right? They're in the same bed. Yeah. Wait, which which agency is this? CAA. CAA. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, CAA the, represents uh, the big all-seeing eye in there. Um, yeah. Yes. courtyard. Yeah. yeah. They represent yeah. A, a lot of WEF uh, uh, people members as speakers. So you go can through go everybody who got me too. Every comic that got me too. What yep. do they all have in common? CAA. That's right. CAA threw all of their own people under the bus. It was a Deadwood clearing operation. I mean, this is, I mean, I've said this a number of times, uh, Me Too and uh, whatever, Time's Up, all these things. You know, Rose McGowan has sort of been uh, chased into, I don't know even, where is she even now? I mean, but she came out and said, this is all CAA. This is all a CAA project. This is about getting rid of the Deadwood. This is about getting rid of the people who make too much money and are not producing anymore. People like uh, Harvey Weinstein and Les Moonves, and whomever else, just people who had too much power and were not bringing home the bacon anymore. It was a classic, classic Deadwood clearing operation. And, and it was perfect because when you disgrace them like that, you know, you bring up all these things that, you know, you've known about for years. Not only can you get rid of them, but then you don't have to pay them severance. So you don't have to pay the pensions or, or whatever, you know, um, you know, you work for a company like that, you know, say like CBS or Paramount or whomever sony um when you leave you know you have a golden parachute they give you a lot of money you know uh and in this case when they, when they just basically kicked you to the curb um you got nothing uh you know in some cases you got a, a very expensive legal bill so it was actually a, a work of evil genius i mean caa is definitely you know pretty much the controlling force in, in hollywood right now Absolutely, I, I don't think 100 percent people would argue with that. Um, but, you know, it's, they're, they're the captains of a sinking ship. They really are. I mean, uh, this past month, I think this September was like the lowest grossing um, month at, at the box office in over, over 26 years. And that's even when you take into account that Ticket prices are twice as much homophobes. as they were 26 years it's the ago. Homophobes. The homophobes. The homophobes weren't going to the movies. That's Full what on. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. of that game. But, um, but, you know, it, it, it's... 
I, I don't understand the whole woke thing. I mean, I think it's kind of like a poison pill virus that was just implanted into the system because everybody who gets, you know, there's a classic get woke, go broke. But it's really true. I mean, it's a virus that you take into yourself. It infects your entire operation. It infects all the decisions that you make. And then you're fucked. That's I mean, these companies point. are all fucked. But isn't it just a, 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 a just a new version of the Bolshevik revolution? Like, what they did to Russia, they're trying to do to us, and the difference between us and them is that we have the internet, which is keeping score, and people are waking up to it. But that's what they do, man. They go, they, there's, you can't Run the go same in, play. You Run can't go into play. Russia. Yeah. You can't go into Russia. You can't go into Russia and wage war. The winters are too cold, it's too big, and the people fight too hard. Guess where else you can't do that? You cannot run an army into America. You can't do it. They're all going home in body bags. There's too many. And we're all fighting right now. And the minute we see an army coming, everyone's going to link up and start fucking not. So my, my dad grew up in like the, the 50s, 60s right. in Niagara Falls, New York. He used to tell me he was white and the blacks would all fight. And the only time the whites and the blacks got along together, when Canadians would come in and try to bang their girls. Then they would get together and they would beat the shit out of Canadians. And that's right. what's going to happen. Now, I am very nervous that there's... Now it's coming out that there are Chinese police stations in America. That makes me very nervous. That's, that's boots on the ground, in my humble opinion. But, you know, the thing you have to understand, like, but this is what I'm saying about woke, is that who has really, like, sucked hard on the woke pipe? I mean, it's all the institutions that were always dominated by liberals. But who's, so who's like holding that Hollywood. pipe? You know, who's What's holding that? it? Who's holding that pipe? It's the people like Peter Thiel, right? Like the, 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 the American uh, techno-oligarchs that come in. And is it say, American, or is it the same ones that always... They're just, like they just happen to live here. It's all the same people, man. It's like if you go back to like Israel and stuff like that. There's a lot of British monarchy influence on Israel. Same thing with the uh, the Vatican. You know, these are the same players. They just have there's just different people sitting at the table, but they're all at the same table. Right, right. And it goes back to it's 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 like Britain, the Vatican. They're they're incestuous together. I mean, it's. It's all the same people, same groups. Well, you know, it's funny because when we talk about the eyes and the watchers, this segueing back to this uh, discussion here, uh, I always find it really funny that, you know, basically the reconstituted uh, British American empire is called the five eyes, right? You know, it's uh, Canada, America, England, yeah. uh, Australia, New Zealand, you know, the five eyes. So there's that eye symbolism again, um, because... The, you know, the royals, the, the elite, you know, the banking families of, of England, City of London, uh, Westminster, I mean, all those places, um, you know, at the top of the, the pyramid is the Watcher cult, you know, the people who worship the Watchers. And it, and it ties in with like uh, high level Masonic orders, you know, not like the, the little what I call the Little League Lark Mar uh, Masons, you know, the guys down at the corner. In your, in your hometown, the larpers, <laughs> the larp, the little league, you know, the, uh, With the hats, the shriners. The, and those the, guys. The, yeah. The, the grand, the grandpa slow pitch softball. Masons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not the real thing. And you hear them um, talk about it all the time that like, we're basically good. We're here to do good. I'm like, 
Okay, I, I'm not going to yeah, say... Yeah, but they do creepy stuff like microchip your kids and stuff. And, you know, it's right. it's weird. But I also think that that's such a big organization that just like any group... I, within the FBI, I guarantee you there's a bunch of good people. Sure. And then there's just a small group of, like, super extremists that are working for outside interests. Just none of them get to the top of the FBI. They never, no, no, no. They're they're never to the top. The people at the very top play ball. And everyone, like, when you talk about, like, did we fake the moon landing? They're like, what, all those people, all those people in their line? All those people have shown a willingness to do whatever it takes to to move up in NASA and get paid as much as possible. They'll lie to their mother if it means being in that room and making those paychecks. Never underestimate someone's ability to conform for a paycheck and a title. But they need those Mm. dummy masons. What? They need those dummy masons for it to look like it's dumb as 100%. Yeah, and those dummy masons are probably doing really try to do wonderful stuff, and they mean well. You and I both interviewed mm. Mike Codell, the the former New York detective cop. We, yeah. we both interviewed him, and he said something that was very interesting, and it kind of speaks to that about Freemasonry. He, he said about corruption. He essentially said, "Well, if you're a cop, and they know that you're not down with that, they're not even going to come around you or ask you." So there's the same thing, you know, corruption. The, the thing with free, it kind of like walks hand in hand, police being Masonic. Well, my based. whole opinion is <laughs> well. I have a cousin just became a cop in Buffalo and it was, it, it took him some time, but I guarantee you, man, he's taking these psych tests and it, they know exactly what they're looking for. Right. When yeah. they're looking for a dude who will go in there and like do some shady shit they need it. Absolutely. Play ball, mm-hmm. you know, blur the lines between legal and illegal. And they're probably more likely to sign that. If you're going into these secret, you know, there's like a secret army in America. Mm-hmm. Right? It, I guarantee you, man, they know those, they do those tests and they know exactly what they're looking for. On the right kind of psychopath to put them in there that isn't afraid to slit throats if they need to. Yeah, the right predictive metrics will the data, will bro. Make it's all you data. famous. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I want to tell you about our good friends and one of our longest running sponsors, Blue Chew. <laughs> That's Yeah, that's right. The nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing getting stiff. Huh? That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew, Blue Chew, dude. American made in America for American boners and American holes. Unless you're here illegally, and then we'll hit that too, okay? You can get American boners well. We don't care. Everybody's getting American boners, all right? American boners by our good friends at Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet for a fraction of the cost, okay? You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead, be ready whenever or when the opportunity arrives. It's, it is that simple, okay? Anytime, anywhere. The process is simple. Sign up for BlueChew.com. Consult with their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, bam, your prescription will come within days. Okay, the best part, it's all done online. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't see you have to see your mom's best friend okay. at the front. You're like, yeah, I'm just here. Get, you know, I got some problems with my boners, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's like telling everybody at, at card games. Nope, no more of that. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA, 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 and prepared and shipped directly for you, to you in a, to your door in a discreet package. 
on or like me, you make them put fireworks on it so everyone knows <laughs> our show's about to go down, okay? It's real simple, guys. Here's what we need you to do. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Have better sex, okay? And we've got a special deal for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code TIMFALL at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code tinfoil to receive your first month free visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information and we thank bluechew for sponsoring this podcast well i'll tell you one story i mean this was a while ago but uh you know i had a friend and she said her friend's husband became a new york state police i mean new jersey state police joined the uh, the NJSP and and they made him join the Masons and she's like what is this masonic thing about like what you know they said when uh, you know he was made a, a state police cop that they had to join the freemasons that he had to join a lodge and i was like uh, i don't know i've never heard that before but apparently that's a thing but it's you know it's at, at the bottom of it it's all like all these organizations all these networks it's all about keeping everybody inside the web so just take away all the esoteric window dressing and all the rest of it. It's all about just keeping an eye on everybody. You know, it's like if you're if you belong to all these different organizations, all these different boards, you know, you're on all these different corporate boards and stuff. There is such a disincentive for you to speak out, to, to go against the grain because you're hemmed in by all these different groups that all these different people that are keeping an eye on you that are watching you and and it can be very very subtle you know it's just like you know hey i heard you said something on the uh on twitter the other day i don't know if i you know i don't, I don't think we really like that yeah and then you know you get the message and you know you fall right in line so it's like you know people say well you know who who runs the world it's like look at all these you know you've got the atlantic council you've got the council on foreign relations you've got um you know, all these uh, NGOs, you know, all these uh, uh, like think tanks, you know, Hoover Institution and and all these kind of things, all these different um, boards and stuff. It's it's a very tight knit network, um, you know, interlocking because all these people serve on these think tanks and then they go serve on these corporate boards and then they go serve on some, you know, military industrial a consultation board or something. That's Peter Thiel. It, That's he, you're describing that what Peter Thiel with the the people from Facebook and everything for sure. Yeah, but you know, but but again, it's just like to me. I always say the system is the egregore. You know, the system is the gom because people people are interchangeable. They can just. Kick it, and I think that's one of the messages that CAA was sending out with like the whole Me Too thing. It's just like nobody is above the system. Nobody takes, you know, precedence. Nobody is can beat the system. The system is in charge. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, you know, Les Moonves, uh, guy running CBS, uh, you know, billionaire. I mean, all this kind of power, all this experience. Boom, dude, you're gone. Forget it. You know what I mean? You're not bigger than the system. And they, they do this all the time. And they do this. It isn't just Hollywood or entertainment. It's all across the board, you know, and sometimes to me, it seems like they'll just single people out, you know, just to make examples of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it's it's a very elaborate labyrinth, basically, 
is is what it is. That is the power structure. So you know, Sam was talking about like, uh, you know, you have um, you know, the the influence of like uh, the British royal family and the Rothschilds and in, in Israel, and then you have in in the Vatican, you have you know these Masonic groups in the Vatican. Then you have P two, and you know, it's just like yeah. I mean, it's it's everybody is has to it always seems like everybody has to be in as many of these different organizations and different boards and different yeah. think tanks as they possibly can because the each time it's like a brick being built in you know in your tomb basically it's you know the tomb of your freedom is being built brick by brick with every invitation you get to every uh conference and to davos and to bilderberg and to uh bohemian grove and and you name it you know what i'm saying it's like these i kind of feel sorry for these people to be honest with you because it's just like yeah you have a nice house and all this kind of stuff but they have shown that they will take it away from you for absolutely no reason at the drop of a hat you know what i mean just to terrify you yeah, they call it, you know, I've always said this, man, when you sell your soul, and I don't think you'd literally sell your soul, I don't think it's yours to sell, I think you're part of the universe, but when you initiate the ritual of selling your soul, right, and you do it, just know they can do anything with your soul. They can do anything they want with you. You are literally the equivalent of this paper, of this plastic cup. I can use this as much as I want. I've actually had one for three weeks. I've used the same cup, right? But I could also take this right now. I could pour some water in it, pour the water out, take this, throw it right into the trash, and there's nothing you can do about it. And guess what? You can get a brand new one. Yeah, exactly. It's right there. It's right there. How many times have you seen Easily replaceable. Yeah, that's what you do. You You are at the whim of what they want, and that includes a lot of times a very public flogging going on oh. a belittling and a destroying of your reputation on purpose to get to especially when your cup starts to think that it's special you know it's your only <laughs> cup that's like harvey weinstein harvey weinstein was hollywood like he was synonymous with hollywood that guy was hollywood and caa i mean rose mcgowan like you were mentioning chris she said caa was his pimp basically they i mean they, they kind of they would bring him women you know just throw them at his feet so they knew all his crimes, and when he's when it was time to take him out, you know, he got taken out. There, you know, there's also something about, and Christopher said it earlier, that when you are no longer of worth, they like to throw you under the bus so everybody acts like they're cleaning it up, right? You see that a lot with, like, you know, these mafia people. When you're no longer producing or maybe you don't have the respect of the younger bulls, it's like, let's arrest this guy. Let's assassinate this guy. And then we look like we're doing good. You know, like the, the government the killing cleaning of the up. king. It goes, right. it More goes of the bread and circus, right? There's no bigger example than Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah. I think that was the biggest one. Hey, let's clean it up. Let's make it seem like we're doing something. And then arrest his well, you know for no who else one. was who, like who just, that? Uh, the Vegas shooter. The Vegas shooter was suing casinos. When you have that job, which I believe is a gun runner, you do not show up on anybody's radar. Well, just a quick point about uh, Harvey and, and some of those guys that you were talking about real quick. When you kill the biggest lion, <laughs> you, have just sent a, you have just sent a ripple of fear yeah. to everybody who needs to hear that message. 
So when someone like one and and years of setting him up to put him in that position, the compromise, right? The the putting him in that position so that they have him right where they want him, right? Just like an Epstein or or, or something like that. Another distraction. What's going well, on here? So, so, with so I won't look here. Shell game. Well, the thing I want to say with Weinstein is that it, not only did they kick him to the curb, but it also seems like a very heavy element of, of ritual humiliation. Um, putting him through, you know, saying that he has a vagina or something. I don't know. It's like these weird things like, oh, totally, totally. you know, his his junk is like it's, you know, he's like a hermaphrodite or something. You know, it's like they just put him through every single pace. And the thing that I found really fascinating when, you know, talking about the symbolism is that they put that statue of Medusa outside the uh, courthouse where they were putting him through this ritual humiliation to just let him know and to everybody who's sort of hip to the symbolism that this this was ritualistic, that this was ceremony. This wasn't just like, oh, you know, Harvey pissed a lot of people off going up. Uh, he hasn't been bringing in the bank. You know, the Weinstein company was losing money hand over fist for years. It was like, no, you know, this is we're not only going to make an example of him, but we're going to do it in a ritualistic fashion. So they get like sort of occult magical power from doing this. And, that, you know, that's the thing that I realized with all these rituals for years. I was just like, you know, what is this all about? And you'd see people going, oh, it's like, I don't know, like mind control triggers or something. And it's like, no, it's it's magical ritual. And when they're constantly hitting with all the stuff, all the symbols and stuff, it's, you know, it's entrainment. It's magical entrainment. You know, it's like. Uh, a very slow and deliberate process where you're just step by step by step, you know, you're brought into this, this worldview. I mean, nobody just sort of wakes up and say, Oh, I'm going to wor worship the fallen angels. You know, they look, you know, that seems like a great thing, idea to do. It's like, no, you sort of, you, you, you walked into this and I'll tell you something, the thing that, you know, getting into this whole elite belief system of the fallen angels, the thing that I find really troubling about it is that, they are going to be able to, you know, sow such chaos, you know, create such chaos in the world that people are going to be calling out for, you know, some sort of salvation, some sort of answer, yeah. you know, war and famine and all this kind of stuff. And then that's when they'll bring in this this belief system. And, you know, if you see a lot of the science fiction, particularly people who are very close, were closely associated with the Watcher cult, people like Arthur C. Clarke, you know, like the whole thing with childhood Zen, it's like, oh, well, they're devils, but, you know, they're going to save us. And But, you know, they're really after your kids and stuff. I mean, how, how familiar does that sound to us today? It's just like, you know, we have been entrained with all like the, uh, the superhuman stuff, you know, which I basically argue is, you know, uh, incarnations of the watchers and so on, you know, all the mutants and the superheroes and, you know, all these superhero teams that we've been seeing for 20 years or so that, you know, they're not actually very heroic. They, they, they only care about themselves. They're this breakaway race and so on mutants and everything. And it's like, you know, we, everything's been set up, you know, all, all the pieces are put into place. The question then becomes, do they have the wherewithal and the intelligence to, to, to pull it all off? Or will there be some other kind of intervention, you know, to put thing, put this thing over, but, you know, with the with the watcher thing, you know, they can say, well, you know, listen, um, 
you know, what you read about in the Book of Enoch, it's like, you know, Enoch isn't canon. You know, it was it wasn't accepted by uh, Jewish authorities. It wasn't accepted by the church. So it's like, you know, you can't believe what they say that these fallen angels were bad. You know, they're the good angels. And, and one of the quotes I pulled was basically Alice Bailey saying, you know, they're the good guys. They, they made the sacrifice. God ordered them to, you know, come to Earth and to do all these kind of things. And it's going to be very compelling. It's going to be very compelling, particularly with all this, uh, you know, this weird witchcraft and occultism that, that, you know, they're pushing that that is really emanating from Hollywood in so many ways. I mean, look, what is this show now? This little demon show. Have you seen that show? It's just basically. Brother, uh, I don't watch any of it. I just, I'm like, stop telling me to watch Dahmer. I'm just not going to watch it. Right. I, I. I, I watched that happen in real time. I don't need to go back as you try to get some like, some good-looking Dahmer-looking dude to play Dahmer, like to make him like homoerotic. Like, get out of here, man. It's low-frequency shit. My question is this, like, and I want to get into your slideshow because uh, we have this wonderful presentation. You know, the question becomes, are, are they starting to realize that their push for cultural Marxism has overstepped its boundaries to the point that people are tired of it, that they've tuned off, they've tuned out everything, that now they have no actual way of, of brainwashing us. I mean, people less and less are watching any of these. And I know these kids are all on TikTok, but that's early on, dude. I'm telling you, these kids getting something early, they grow up, they're like, I, I don't want to even do that anymore. And I just think it's like they might have overshot their shot. I mean, you see that stuff with BlackRock. Oh, yeah. You see people getting fired. You see movies bombing. It's not about the money, again, because they print the money, but they're not having the reach they used to have. It, it's just not reaching people. Now, we can get in the ley lines and what these ley lines represent and how they're amplifiers of energy, but does it continue? Do they go back the other way just a little while to convince us to come back in, which I think is well, what they try to do. Do you know about the Hegelian dialectic? No, what is that? So the Probably Hegelian so. dialectic is, you know, it's thesis, antithesis, synthesis. So basics like, you know, uh, David, I used to talk about problem, reaction, solution. Yeah, you know, it's a similar thing. So it's like you create a problem, and then you present the solution to it. Or, or you know, create a problem, and uh, you feed the reaction, you fire the reaction to it, and then you come in with the solution. And and this is this comes from Hegel. You know, Hegel's whole thing is that. You know, somebody will come up with an idea, you know, some sort of revolutionary idea, and then there'll be the reaction, the reactionaries. But out of that conflict between the revolutionary and the reactionary will be the synthesis, will be this this new idea. So, I mean, when I see these kind of things like woke, which everybody real, you know, first of all, all the, the people who invented wokeness, intersectionalism and all this kind of stuff were all severely mentally ill. They were all just like really sick demented people uh, a lot of them ended up dying in uh mental institutions and so on so i mean they know they know what this stuff is you know it's like but you unleash this stuff because you you want to break down a certain attitude or a certain cultural understanding um you create all this insanity but you know i don't think they expect woke and all that you know dei di uh and all this other bullshit to be permanent i think it's just like you know you send in the the uh 
the anarchists and the, uh, you know, back in the old days, you know, you send in, you know, your street fighters and so on and, and just create every, just break everything up, smash everything up, create a mess. And then you come in with the real agenda. So, I mean, I really don't think the real agenda is woke. You know, I think it's means to an end. And, you know, one of the things that I talk about, you know, uh, on the blog a lot is how, you know, this religious program, that they have in mind, which is basically modeled on the old state cults of antiquity, um, they're going to be using wokeness to install, you know, um, a great example in California when they were, um, they wanted to teach kids to pray to these like Aztec human sacrifice gods, you know, and, and they used the cover of woke, you know, oh, this is, you know, they're, they're so oppressed and, you know, they're marginalized and represent and all these for the greater know, good. absolutely yeah. meaningless buzzwords. But, you know, I mean, just look at all the people who are, who are woke. I mean, you can't run a society with these people. They're you all, can't. you know, they're all, they're all sick and they're all incompetent. And they're, you know, most of them are extremely lazy. Um, these aren't like the revolutionary firebrands of like the 1930s. These these are just lazy idiots. So um, they, they don't know how to do anything. None of them are good at anything. They I mean, are they good at just... anything. And, and, and when I watch these, like, I go, stop telling me how to live life. You look miserable. Mm, your yeah. blue hair and you're walking around like a dog and you got... <laughs> pronouns and you're doing all this stuff and you you're not even telling us all the pharmaceuticals you're on how many therapists you're seeing sounds like a zizzer right it's it, it just what's a zizzer i don't it's a, that one of the pronouns no it's a new one don't worry about oh, it yeah. Z, 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 yeah. Zer. that's my new Z one Z Zer. oh there yeah. we go yeah. <laughs> but I none of together. it none of it makes any makes me think you have any clue what happiness is right. and how to live a fulfilling life. You are just a, an attention whore. But you know, you brought up the Bolsheviks. So if you look at the Bolshevik revolution, right? So it was all about breaking up the old forms, breaking up the old culture and everything. But 10, 15 years later, um, all the, you know, all the Bolshevik revolutionaries were being disappeared or lined up against the wall or, you know, show trials. I mean, they got rid of all those people. You know, Stalin came in and he he wasn't not putting up with any of this kind of uh, cultural stuff. You know, this cultural liberalism, you know, the, the, culturally, the Soviet Union was was far to the right of anything America ever was. I mean, you know, under under Stalin, are you kidding me? Uh, it was not, you know, they were not you know, the Bolsheviks of the, the teens and 20s. Uh, it was just a totally different thing. And this is what I'm saying. You know, these people get sent in. Um, you know, the classic example is the brown shirts. You know, so Hitler had these brown shirts where all these like uh, like macho gay beer hall street fighters, right? And they would get into these huge street battles with, uh, with Antifa, the original Antifa and everything, or, you know, whatever sectarian outfit you can imagine they were the muscle they came in they broke everything up they smashed everything up and as soon as hitler gets into the power there's the night of the long knives and they're all boom you know they're all they're all executed i say that all the time yeah i say that all the time christopher these people have no clue what they're begging for you want marxism man take a look what happened 
They go in there, they change everything up, and then they just completely annihilate ethnic minorities, women, and alternative lifestyles. Go look at China. Go look at Russia. That's what they do. It's they begging for your enslavement. You're, you're a useful idiot. They use you as an idiot, and then once it's they've gotten their their system in, then they go wipe out all the people who help do it because they truly hate you deep down inside. Well, this was through a lot of the 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 Bolshevik time. That was some of the Operation Trust uh, factors that came in, which is sort of a skeletal uh, blueprint for QAnon or what happened with QAnon. When you're going mm. back and right, mm-hmm. so you've got your Operation mm-hmm. Trust factor in that mm. whole Bolshevik area. What do you think of that part, Chris? Some of those, oh, some of those things. I, I'm I'm with you 100. percent I you know QAnon was a pacification program from day one. Trust the plan, you know. Uh, <laughs> the, the the White Hats are taking care of everything. You know, we're gonna throw all these people in prison. I, it's just uh, you know, playing on people's Hollywood. Uh, visions of the way the system works and uh, absolutely operation trust. Um, but that goes back. I mean, a lot of this stuff comes from the Jesuits during the counter reformation as well. Um, they were sort of the, the ones who really came up with a lot of these uh, basically counterinsurgency, counter revolutionary ideas that um, you saw. And, you know, Q is just a great way to get all these people to just sit home and, and wait for, you know, the arrest to happen that never came. You know, TikTok, TikTok, all this kind of nonsense. So I, I agree with you 100%. Hey, hey, Chris, when you said people's Hollywood uh, vision of the way the system works, can you drill down on that a bit? What, what did you mean by that? Well, you know, this idea that, you know, Trump is such a, a superhero that he's just going to come in and he's going to smash the bad guys. He's going to drain the swamp, um, you know, even though he has absolutely no institutional support, uh, you know, all the bureaucracies were dead set against him. Uh, the intelligence, FBI, I mean, you know, just the fact, I mean, he could just come in with like a handful of these people, you know, some of these people were military and so on, all of whom ended up stabbing him in the back and just like, you know, it's like he comes in and he's, uh, he's Superman, you know, Superman's got to come in and just, uh, make everything. Okay. Just with the the wave of the magic Trump wand. And it's just like, no, that's not the way the world works at all. You know, it's like this, the system is so built in with so many multiple levels of redundancy that they have no problem dealing with, somebody like him, you know, uh, an insurgent, you know, sort of a populist, they have no problem getting rid of these people. But it's just like this whole idea of like, oh, you know, that the arrests are coming and everything. And it's just like, well, who's going to arrest them? You know, what, what, who, if the FBI is completely under the thumb of the DNC and like, uh, you know, the Open Society Foundation about all these other kind of organizations, you think they're going to arrest their own? And now this thing with this Durham uh, investigation, you know, it's all this like hero worship, you know, and it's childish. It, it is Who exactly like is going to put the handcuffs on Hillary Clinton? No, you know? but here's my whole opinion is that these people are never meant to be arrested because it's all part of the haunted house we live in. They're thespians that live in in their whole purpose is to lower our frequencies, heighten our anxiety so we're easily manipulated. That's why they never get arrested, because they are they are actors playing a role. That's what I think Pelosi, uh, her 
husband getting arrested, DUI. They let that out, and then they let him out to piss us off on purpose. Yeah. I was like, why would you even let that there out you if go. you're going to let That's- him out? The stick, of the, the stick of the carrot. Yeah, it's a right? piss me yeah. off. I got a DUI. I'm like, why, why did I get one? And he doesn't deserve yeah. it. Oh, bu- 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 but, she, but it's interesting, too, though, because look at how quiet she's been since that happened. I mean, she was on TV. Like, she was basically, okay, I'm the real president. You know, we have this doddering old fool and this dumb, you know, this dumb whore as uh, his vice president. I'm the real president. I'm really, I'm, I'm running the show. You know, I'm the one who's really in charge. And, and, I mean, she was given press conferences like every day. And like, where is yeah. she now? I, I We haven't heard hide nor hair of her. So, I think someone um, checked old Nancy. I think someone gave her a little chin check. <laughs> well, I think there's just, you know, there are always factions uh, in any organization. You know, people, human nature is, is the constant, you know. And people are going to get together and they're going to have sort of like, you know, uh, a goal and a purpose in mind, but they're going to have their own ideas about reaching it. And of course, everybody wants their own uh, nest to be feathered the best, right? I mean, they want, you know, all the cookies and they're going to constantly be battling it out and sch- scheming with each other. I mean, this is one of the things that I think one of the things that really destroyed our society. I think one of the most destructive things that we've experienced in the past 20 years is all this bullshit like survivor and big brother, you know, all these like uh, quote unquote game shows that just taught people to become manipulative pricks, you know, uh, just totally destroy social trust, totally destroy, you know, the idea of competency where, you know, you can have somebody on the Island who gets voted off the Island because he's too competent. You know, he's, he, the other people feel threatened by him because he, uh, you know, he's the best at everything. He's a comp well, beast. That's what they call them, comp beasts. They're competition beasts, which basically just means they're successful people. So we got to get them out of here. You're totally right. Yeah, well, exactly. But it's like if that was a real-life situation, everybody would die. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you need somebody who knows how to, like, start a fire without a lighter or something. You know, it's just like – but it just taught people, you know, particularly like these kind of house frowy, uh, middle-aged white women to just become manipulative bitches. Uh, it, it, you know, and I think the woke, and then you add the woke cancer in. Yeah. That's that. the sorcery of it. You know what I mean? And it's like so much awokeness, you know, it really is in a lot of ways, uh, to the people who, who are wielding it. Um, it's a winnowing, um, tactic. So what it is that we have this thing called, and this happened before the Russian Revolution too. It's 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 a phenomenon known as elite overproduction, and basically it's like you know, society has a, a prosperous period, and people have a you know people particularly in like the gentry class have a lot of kids. And everything, and there's just too many of them. Too many people that want to be uh, editors and anchormen and movie producers and you know all this kind of knowledge kind of work and so on and so forth and it gets to the point where you build this critical mass that you need to start getting rid of people so how do you get rid of people like exactly what we said with uh caa and me too and everything you know it's like you you know you have these files on you know everybody knew what harvey weinstein was from day one everybody knew that he was you know a a sexual predator and they put up with it because he was making money. And, you know, as soon as he's not making money, they get rid of him. And it's just like, it's the same thing with woke. It's like, Oh, well, you said something on Twitter. You made like a racist joke or a joke that I interpret to be racist, you know, back when you were 15 years old, it's like, we're just going to completely shut you out of the system. 
You know what I mean? And it's that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a winnowing tactic. You you get rid of the competition. But what happens is that you just end up with the people who are the most manipulative, who are the most ruthless, who are the uh, you know they spend so much time with all this um, scheming because they don't have any talent. So they're, they're usually the least talented. And that's what we have as a society now. It's like we are so on the verge of like just full on idiocracy. Um, it terrifies me, to be honest with you. I uh, I completely agree with you. I I I think that things like the Kardashians and who mm. they pick are all meant to manipulate people in some kind of like weird bizarro star seeds type way where it's like you're a model for behavior and what do they do they just start i mean the kardashians are witches everything about mm-hmm. them is witches mm-hmm. right literally and, literally, and, literally by the way and, and, yeah and, and we yeah. get to the point where it now has officially come out that her mother picked the porno and guess what the reaction was who cares we've all moved on it's all old school old school thinking Again, there is no consequences for these thespians in the haunted house. They are there. This is their purpose, (laughs) is to cause chaos. Don't you think that's why someone like Kanye is so interesting? Because... He he doesn't seem to. I don't. I I really want to know what you think he's doing. What's his deal? Because it seems like he was he was one of those thespians. People you're go talking off about. the reservation. Is that what you think's happening? But I also think that they. So I, I, Christopher, I don't know if you remember this, but you know the the big um, counterculture movement of the sixties and seventies, in which like Noam Chomsky and all those guys are. That was fully funded by the intelligence service of the United States. So oh, absolutely. So I. Mm. So am I saying that they're funding everybody? No, but man, they do like to show that there's hey here in this country and our our way of operating, we allow people to call out stuff. We allow for a Kanye West to go off reservations. Like they'll allow one guy to do that. These other rappers do that. Bang bang pow, they're taken out. But a song like Kanye shows, oh the system, man. You're allowed to question the system. That's what right? I wonder. Do you think he's taking a risk, or do you think that, I think he's no taking risk? a I think he's taking a risk. I think he's taking a risk, but he may be being allowed to take a risk, and he doesn't know it. Gotcha. I think he okay. got. I think he got away from that Kardashian coven with his hide. You know, it's like look what they do to their men. Look what that those witches do to their men. Um, so right. You know, they just destroy them, and I think he he knew that. You know, he was next on the list and, you know, he just he had to just break away entirely. And, you know, as soon as he he did, whenever he says something that's that's off script, you know, you have all these uh, losers and bots and so on on Twitter attacking him for it. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I think he's genuine. I think he's kind of crazy, but, you know, I, I think that he got away from that coven, you know, the Kardashian coven and, you know, kind of understood, I believe he kind of understood the stakes, you know, I mean, those, those women are, are toxic. Is There's Kanye no with CAA? Is Kanye with CAA, I guys? I don't probably know. was. I don't know if he still is, yeah. but it's, but listen, what does Kanye West do? Like, I'm not saying he's, he, he's doing this knowing it, but. If they're like, yeah, let him let him say crazy shit, 
And now, now you got the BLM and the black community fighting with each other, right? So we had this thing happen at ESPN where this Boston Celtics coach was being a pure scumbag and banging all of his boss's wife. Like, it's unbelievable, bro. This guy went around, banged his boss's wife, the vice president, and then banged the minority owner's wife, too. Like, what? So, anyways, the story He has come- a real proclivity, uh... <laughs> You got to be the dumbest dude on the planet. Anyways, so now this it is co- a little weird. Though. I, mean, I to, mean, to me, that suggests like maybe there's something. Maybe that's what they do. You know what I mean? Like maybe well, that's the game. I, I, dude, we've done Cookapalooza here on that's this what show I'm saying, before. Dude. They pass each other around all the time, right. dude. But then some people may not be into it, and that's why that's they right. are where they are. That's it. But the but well, the, you, you know, one thing I want to bring up is uh, Coolio re- recently passed away, mm. and I don't know if you heard that he he did like a, some radio show, and he's just talking about all this. The shenanigans that people in the sort of the upper echelon of the rap industry kind of force on everyone else, like all this kind of like sexual dominance kind of stuff. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. If, I don't think there's necessarily causation there, but I, I do find it interesting that, you know, he kind of drops dead after um, kind of blowing the whistle on that whole uh, scene, so to speak. I mean, they've talked about Dr. Dre being gay, Jamie Foxx being gay, Will Smith being gay. They've talked about that all all the time. Orla- I mean, Orlando no- uh, Orlando Blue or uh, Johnson? What's his name? Orlando calling out Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bert Kreischer said that he thought he had to have gay sex with him to make a movie. Wait, what? No. Yeah, there's huh? a story. Really? Where, that's yeah. so funny. So I mean, that's that that's what happens. They got a buck break, you man. That's what they do. They buck break you, and that's very well known. I mean, I, I mean, like Snoop Dogg's kid is like now we're seeing all these black celebrities who have like trans kids now. Like, there's just this this game that happens that you have to do to play ball. Mm-hmm. Do you think Dave Chappelle is one of the ones that got away from playing ball? Uh, oh, he literally got away. I mean, he physically had to remove himself in the United States for a couple years to break away from that whole situation uh, how do they how do you not how does one get away you I mean, can't he was living in africa yeah but i mean still you know you're looking at yeah you look at the haunt we look at the haunted house but who's building the haunted house people like jim coulter from uh, from tgp they're the financial uh overlords of, of yeah, CAA. they're not building and owned it. by and owned by blackrock right? yeah but they don't they don't they, they are thespians in it the, the people built the haunted house are entities beyond that. Who's more of an entity than BlackRock and TGP that owns Those are puppets of the entity. We're talking like God, like Lucifer and all that. I get get that. That's what we're talking. That's who builds a haunted house. We're talking the watchers, Sam. The watchers. Right. Let's get into your uh, slideshow. Let's see this. I feel like I want to see what you got, man. Uh, So we start at the, the top. Okay. So, uh, start at the top and then next so this is um Sorry, there. stellar stuff this is the stellar symbolism that shows up over and over again uh, this kind of leads into what i i did a presentation on 9-11 but basically uh so when you read the book of genesis um the garden god is cepheus which is the northernmost uh constellation in the galactic plane and then you know the the cherubim at set at the gates I mean, th- these are these two constellations of cygnus 
and uh, and Lyra, Lyra, which has Vegas. So you, you talked about Las Vegas. Um, Las Vegas to me was um, pure ritual. Yeah. Uh, from start to finish. Um, I don't buy. I don't think that that uh, Pollock paddock guy whatever his name is i don't think he uh, i think he was just a patsy to be me too to be honest with you. i, I don't me think too. he had anything to do with that but there was a lot but you know so this is a lot of stellar symbolism uh that i've been looking at for a long time well, let me ask you something with- christopher but like going back to what i said that these people don't get held accountable because it's they're actors in the theater so whatever happened that day everybody in vegas is even the people in vegas have all moved on that that play the, yeah, I mean, is done. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, is that it was so obvious because you had that big pyramid uh, right across the street and that big sphinx. I, I think people like I think even a lot of normies kind of like, uh, I, don't, I don't know about this whole situation. You know, you've got this this rather sickly old man who can suddenly, uh, you know, gun down uh, dozens of people, uh, you know, how many 300, 400 yards away with these bump stocks that, you know, uh, have this tremendous recoil. And, and, you know, this is a weak, sick old man. And somehow he can break out this like three inch plate window and all this kind of absolute nonsense. Um, Yeah. The whole thing was just, uh, was ritual. Uh, Cause also if you you look at the, uh, you know, the sinks there, that's the constellation Leo. And then, uh, Mendeley Bay is shaped like a Y and it's a, it's a constellation of cancer and so on. So the star symbolism, and it, it's kind of hard to go through um, in depth, but it's it, it really figures into a lot of the symbolism and a lot of the uh, Masonic stuff, you know, particularly with 9-11, but also with, uh, with, with Mendeley Bay and so on. So uh, like I said, you have to be familiar with the the constellations, um, but it, it's actually kind of simple. But it's it's all over the place, and all this occult symbolism, say like the uh, you know the goat of Mendez, which is that you know the goat and the uh, inverted star and so on, and and all the Masonic tracing boards are all uh, illustrations, symbolic illustrations of these constellations and so on. So um, you know what it all boils down to is like the fallen angels were cast out from heaven and want to return to heaven, want to return to the garden. And this, you know, this is something that sort of had been boiling under in the culture for a while. And it wasn't until the late 1700s when a um, this Freemason, Scottish Freemason went down to Ethiopia and rediscovered the book of, of Enoch, which they'd been searching for because they see Enoch as the first, you know, the, the first Freemason and so on. And he becomes the angel Metatron, so it's it's language and so on. So it does get pretty arcane um, if you're new to it. Um, once you familiarize yourself with the actual constellations, it's it's really simple because they just keep hit, hitting the same ones over and over again. And if you go down um, to slide number four, do you want to? Yeah, it's not working. One more. Uh, keep going. Slide, it's slide number four, so it's, it's two down. It's not reading it. Oh, there we go. There it is. No, no, that's we're, we're way up. Okay, we're oh, you just passed it. Uh, one more, one more. Okay, so uh, no, go, yeah, there we go. There it is, exactly. So, um, these are the cherubim at the gate of Eden, and we see this. Uh, the ark is shaped like uh, Cepheus. You can clearly see it's the 
the square and the triangle there. Yeah. And uh, we see the, 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 uh, the cherubim, which um, are very, uh, you know, we t I, I told you about the angels were all trans, right? The angels are all androgynous. Mm -hmm. And we see these uh, very androgynous angels there. And they've got like the, um, the the feet of calves and so on, but so anyway, so we see the correspondences with the the constellations. Um, care to guess what this uh, coat of arms on the right is for? Anybody care to guess what that is? Freemasonry. You're close. Keep going. Illuminati. It's no, it's the great, United Grand Lodge of England. So that's ah. the coat of arms for the uh, for the big. Um, Grand Lodge of England, who had their very, very creepy uh, 300th anniversary at the end of October. So the, the beginning of October starts with uh, the whole Mandalay Bay thing, Las Vegas, and then ends with um, their big uh, get together. Uh, go down one slide. Is that some uh, the as above, so below little symbolism right there, too, as well with the wings, would you say, Chris? Um, it, yeah, it's, it's possible. I mean, that's just like, uh, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. So it's just as above, so below is just basically, you know, mirroring the constellations with all these, um, rituals. And here we see that the, uh, church steeples are all based on Cepheus. So, I mean, these were all, you know, created by these, these free, from Freemasonic guilds who understand, uh, who understood all the symbolism here. So, I mean, People say, oh, it's based on an obelisk. And it's like, not not exactly. It's based on Cepheus. And Cepheus in this this whole symbolic cycle is God, you know, the gardener, the Garden of Eden, and so on. So if we go down, uh, so let's, let's skip to uh, number seven right here. So this is, uh, this is going to, I hope this starts to ring bells because this is the, this is the gate of heaven. This is the the west gate where they're trying to get the fallen angels back through. They can't go into the east gate because it's blocked by the cherubim. So this is the west gate. And we see Orion, who is associated with Nimrod, but he's also associated with Hiram Abiff. Um, we see Boaz and Jackin, which is Castor and Pollux, Gemini. And then we see the Temple of Solomon, which is Origa here. Uh, you know, the House of David, Capella, um, the kids, the goat, and so on. But, you know, the long and short of it, if we go down one one more slide. Yes. So um, oh, this wow. is the the big, big symbols for the for the Masonic uh, orders. We have the uh, the two pillars, right? Boaz and Jackin, um, which is Castor and Pollux. And then we have the um, Pentagon or the Pentagram, which is Auriga. <laughs> so this is Guard, these two constellations guard the, the the stairway to heaven, the gateway to heaven. You know that um, uh, Nimrod tried to build the Tower of Babel. You know, it's all the same symbolism. It's all the same area of space. But what does that look like to you? So we have these two. The uh, twin towers. Twin towers and the Pentagon. These are the things you have to get through to storm the gates of heaven. Whoa, bro. Wait up. By the way, if you see Capella right now, if you look at it through a telescope, it's this crazy flashing, like green and red uh, colors. Wow. It's low on the horizon, wow. Capella right now. It's beautiful. That so, is so this crazy. is this is this is this is how you get to heaven. This is how you get well more you know more accurately get the fallen angels back into heaven. What's wow. the source by, of this uh, illustration, Chris? This which is, illustration? The one on the left here. The one with oh, the. That's, 
that's the Masonic. Uh, that's uh, it's um, called the Masonic blanket. It's similar to a tracing board, but all this is um, this is all stellar symbolism. Um, you know, this all connects to the um, various constellations. But again, the eye is the Watchers. So this is about returning the Watchers. That you know, the the true um, the true Lords of Heaven. This the 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 coming ones, the sacrificial ones, um, all this terminology, this is about returning them to the garden. And that's exactly what we see here. So this is a portal. Um, this is a, a, a portal, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's the Stargate, right? It's the Stargate. And this is how you, you return to heaven. So if we go down one, uh, one slide here. I don't know. Did we talk about this before? I, I, I forget. I've, done, I've talked about this stuff. But anyway, so we see the kids, which is this asterism within um, Origa, uh, directly corresponding to the the damage being done to the Pentagon on 9-11. Oh, man. That's crazy. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So so what it is that you you, you bring down the gates, you storm the gates, and then Capella is the chariot. It's the the chariots of fire, um, all this different terminology. This is a chariot that you take. Uh, back up into heaven. All right. Wow. Let me get this acorn. <laughs> so, so we, we know about the twin towers and so on. I mean, yeah. that, that symbolism is, is pretty, you know, is pretty clear. Uh, go down one slide. So what did they replace the twin towers with? They, with the uh, one world, world, one world trade tower or something. Um, but you can see that Cepheus is very cleverly uh, encoded into there. So we God. see the, you know, the, the square base and then the uh, the pyramid on here. So basically, what this represents symbolically it's upright and it's inverted is that, too, kind of. Yeah, uh, what this wow. represents symbolically is that you know the, the gates of heaven were stormed, the gates of heaven were torn down, and that you know the the watchers have been returned to their rightful place in the garden. Uh, the garden of being Cepheus, being God, and so on. And uh, go go down one frame. There we go. One frame. Next slide. Occasionally, our who's computer, manning the slides? Me, but it's like it, it our computer's good. a little weird. There we go. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Go, oh, Obviously, go oh, XG's oh, yeah. been watching pornography on my work computer. That we It's not working right now. Please do not watch porn on the work computer that you somehow decide to start bringing home every day. Uh, for some reason, I had premium for free already logged okay. in on there. Yeah, okay. a premium account. I couldn't okay. stop myself. All right, here we are. Here we are. So, so, so. We see here, so that's square, that's the, the body of Pegasus, and we see how that corresponds to the um, the well where the, the tower once was. And then we see Cepheus in the form of One World Trade Center. And then we have Cygnus, and this is going to be very important because this uh, area that we see called, that I've labeled with corresponding to Cygnus is called the Oculus. Mm. So what does Oculus mean? Oculus means the eye. And this is kind of the centerpiece of this whole ritual cycle here. This this Oculus symbolizes the the free the watches have been freed from their imprison. You know, they were imprisoned beneath the earth, beneath Mont Hermon. We can get we can talk a little bit about Travis Scott and Astroworld for that symbolism. What? But we see it here. What the? Yeah, yeah. So go down one. 
And Oculus is the name of that VR thing for yeah, Facebook. Yeah, right? yeah, Whoa. yes, yes, exactly. So this this is uh, this was three years. This was uh, put in three years before 9-11. Uh, this is at the Chamber Street subway station. This is also called Oculus. Um, and you see these eyes, you know, we see the flat earth map here and we see the eye at the, the, the North Pole here. Um, this, again, this is a, an art exhibit. And if we go down one, uh, one more frame, we see all the oh, eyes. So this, these are the watchers. That's that creeped me out. Yeah, these are the watchers. And, you know, we'll bring it full circle uh, with this Oculus path station. But there we go. Um, again, this was installed three years before 9-11. Is there something to and, all the people that are walking over that on the floor? Is there something to the, the, the ritual there about all the people just sort of, it's there, but people really aren't noticing it? You know, it's, you know is there a frequency well, there, there, there that's being penetrated? There is something called uh, sigil magic where it's like symbolism. They got, exactly. They tell exactly. you without telling you, right. and then it's also a little bit of bragging too. Like it's, it's, it's also entrainment. You know, people you see go. this every day and, and they process this stuff unconsciously. Huh. So uh, go down one more frame. Amazing. Oh, oh my. What? The f so this, <laughs> yeah, so shit, this is, man. this is, this is another one of the sort of watch rituals. This is during, this is in the immediate aftermath of 9-11 and we had all these wow. strange people in formation around this uh circular object this is here. on the news by the way that's on the i think that's, right who are, well, who yeah, are these this people? is CGI an eye it's like a freaking joke isn't it it's like just a joke right well it's it's what they no, do it's is deadly serious but, it's but deadly you know serious I mean. it, this it, is this is their religion this is this is almost but it seems almost like a game you know it really just seems almost like a very deadly game but a game well, you know, they play with us, like, right, exactly. how much can they put out before we start to realize yeah. what's going on? Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, go down one more frame. a bad choice of words. Who, who are those people? Sorry. Okay. Who are those people stop, gathering, so stop here. Who are those I, people? I don't know. I don't know who they were, but they look at how they're in formation, oh, of course. Too. Yeah, it's I mean, that's clearly like something that's in, drilled. Um, it's drilled, right? They've clearly drilled that, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's clearly drilled, yeah. So this, this is a religious observation here. This is oh. not uh, some spontaneous uh, expression of patriotism or something uh go down one frame so so here's the oculus this is this is also called the oculus so we have the the creepy eyes in chamber street subway station and that's the that's the watchers imprisoned right these this is the watchers freed now look at this this is called the oculus why is this called the oculus you know we we, we see like uh this is winged wings you know um emerging from the subway emerging from the ground well, it's called Oculus because this is this is the Watchers, and and these are the these sort of winged shapes are the wings of the of the Watchers. So this what this is representing here is the Watchers freed from their underground prison, which was the Path Station. Which if we go down one frame, so this is the entrance to to the Oculus here. So this this represents the um, the prison. Uh, you know, the prison in the abyss or beneath the abyss, actually, that the watchers were cast into uh, by Michael and his angels in the book of Enoch here. So um, this again. So this is all this is all all the Oculus. Right. So this is the this is the watchers in prison. But 
they're also being freed. And if we go down one, one more frame. So look at this. So we see that the watchers are directly mm, aimed wow. at wow. one at Cepheus at world one world trade center, right, right wow. there. Right. You see that it's they're directly oriented towards. So this, if you just look at this visually, it looks like um, winged creatures flying to this monolith here, right? Yeah. And that's that's this, so. This is the Watchers, uh, and the, the fact that it's called Oculus, um, I think it's kind of self-explanatory in that regard. So go down one frame. uh okay so okay um yes so so this is some of the other watcher uh installations this is back in 2010 this is this event is horizon we have like just basically watchers uh these male figures standing above madison square in new york uh just standing around looking down at the street well, you so know this what? Is the watchers. This makes me think every superhero movie is about watchers too, because that's all these superheroes yeah, do. Yeah, well, now you're starting to catch on. Batman, <laughs> the Eternals, Batman. that whole Eternals Batman movie. Up I mean, there. it's terrible. Batman, but Eternals is. I mean, that's what the plot of the Eternals is. It's these group that just watches humanity, humanity unseen, you know, until they're needed, and then they come out and save the day. So basically, well, they, you know, go ahead. So for those who are listening, what Christopher's slide is is um. It's like some. Uh, it's it looks like a, a rooftop of a couple of two buildings, and they just have these statues of what looks like people. Uh, I'd say gray people looking in different directions. One's looking down. One's looking across. That one looking across, and it looks like uh, every scene from Batman. Uh, any of your favorite your your superheroes where they perch up somewhere and they're in case something's about to go down they got to take off. And the other interesting thing too is that you can't see it from th that image, but um, if you look at these images close up, they have like these two discs on their shoulders, so it looks like they had wings that were broken off. Oh so, my god! So this is clearly this is clear. Okay. And this artist Andrew Gormley also um, created a giant. It's called the Angel of the North, this giant angel statue. Oh, yeah, in the in north England. of England, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of controversial. And it's this, huge. This was like all done around the uh, Grand Lodge. On So the Grand Lodge of New York is on 23rd Street, and this was just at the end of that same block. And, uh, you know, these figures were all over the place. And this sort of caused a panic because everybody thought they were jumpers and so on. <laughs> uh, so go down one. So this is where the orbs come in. So this is the whole idea that these these beings are actually like orbs of light that take form. And, and this goes back. I mean, this was in some interpretations of Egyptian religion. You know, the gods were these light orbs, these light beings that took human form and became the gods and stuff. This installation is also at Madison Square. This is at Madison Square Park here. And this is called Whiteout. And we have all these... Uh, orbs here this is a few years after the event horizon but it's, it's the same um same symbolism with the fallen angels go down one and here's uh, ariana grande with the, with the, her orb adoration and again this is all connected to the watchers and so on um this, they put this girl through so many of these symbolic paces she's like their little paper doll for all their little oh, uh, yeah. 
music video, video rituals, but it's the light is coming to give back everything to darkness stole. Is that a lyric so on. in the song? That's one of the lyrics, yeah. That's the, that's actually the refrain. It's kind of like the chorus of the song. Um, it's a terrible song. And uh, she's but involved also... in that giant psyop. <laughs> she's involved in that giant psyop in England where they're like, oh, my so God, we're... shots fired. And they're like, well, well, in their videos, nobody sees anything. You know, and then go, earlier. Go down the one. Go down one because we'll show you what happened that same day. Go down one. This one? This Whoa, image on the left oh, here. Trump, Trump and uh, King Salman there. And I think this is Sisi from, uh, General Sisi from Egypt doing their little uh, watch or adoration. That was the same day Who's as the that guy whole all the Manchester way on the right? arena. That's oh, Marco. Oh, that's I, yeah. I don't know who that's the chick is, and that's Netanyahu. Netanyahu, okay. That's Netanyahu and uh, Emperor Jupiter there, Macron, Emmanuel Macron. Wow. There. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So this is what I'm saying. This is this is high level stuff. This is uh, they're showing so you crazy, um, bro. They they're all they they they're all the same. They they worship the same gods. What's the purported? The same. What's purport? What's this purported to be? What is their explanation for this? Uh, the surface. I don't account? even remember. It was just I don't remember. It was just so weird. It I is just, like, weird. It was so cr- Look at this like lighting. You know the way they're all sort of like lit from the bottom there. Yeah. And very ominous and everything. It's just so. Is it that when Trump so did the strange. thing with the sword? Wasn't there some sword thing? Isn't that that same meeting? That this I I don't know. Might have been. One? Might yeah. have been. I don't know. But um, some symbolic I mean, thing with to the show sword you. That happened. And they're all just watching these fools. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting there looking. <laughs> yeah, they're fools. Go down one. Go down one. <laughs> so let me ask you something real quick before we move on to that. Now you keep saying that. Uh, do you think that the the watchers have been released? They've already been released. I I don't have access to that information, but I think that in ritually speaking, if you look at the the scope of this ritual, that nine eleven, the ritual connotations, the symbolic connections there, speak to the fact that the the watchers were released. And then they're re- they're returning to the garden, so it's a third of the host w- were cast down from the stars, right? And they're imprisoned beneath the earth, Mont Hermon, and now they're going to be returned, you know, to the to the northern part of the sky, Cepheus. And and uh, again, I I can't speak to the veracity of this, whether this is an objective reality or this is just a belief system, but. The, the symbolism, when you start to break it down and, and you get beneath, you know, they like to present all these different variations on it. But once you get beneath that, it's, it is all saying the same story. You know, the watchers are released and they're going to return to heaven to rule over the earth and so on. Damn. And that's what we'll see at Astroworld. Uh, next slide. Next slide. Yeah. Next slide. <laughs> I have no clue what you've done to this poor computer. Oh, no, we're too far. There we go. Oh, this up one. one. Yeah. That, yes. So um, so this is Astro World. And then, of course, we see the watchers. We see the hands with the big eyes and everything. And this stage set here, this is where the watchers are imprisoned beneath mm. Mount Hermon. So we see this mountain set oh. here. Wow. Are the watchers related They're, to the elementals? Is that, are they related to, you know, like, I see. Like, what, no. distant cousins? 
No, the, well, the Watchers are, you know, they're angels of the Lord. And, and in Enoch, and is sort of alluded to in the book of Genesis, they come to earth, you know, they're, they're are the, the guardians of the earth, right? So they're meant to watch over the earth, the earth's guardian angels. But the problem is that they fall in love with human women, and then they, you know, they hook up with all the human women, and then they create this new race of giants, which um, creates all this havoc. Are the know? Archons so, and the Watchers the same thing? Uh, it, it all depends on your interpretation. I mean, the Archons objectively are the planets, and it has to do with like astrology and everything. So you're ruled over by the zodiac and the planets, right? So they can, you know, the planets control your destiny because it's obviously it's you know, it's Mercury, Venus, uh, Gaia, uh, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. Saturn was the outermost planet in the ancient world, and and that's why there was this sort of adoration of it because that's 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 your other gateway. That's your gateway to get, you know out of time because the zodiac and the planets represent the limitations of time but also the gods controlling your lives um so some people might see them as the same thing but um again it, it just gets so complicated because there's just there's so many years and levels of accretion and accumulation with all the symbolism that it just gets very difficult to sort of parse uh, the exact meanings. Are the Watchers so sexed? You mentioned they fell in love with human women. Are they sexed? Unlike, I mean, you mentioned angels were not gendered, but are, 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 are were, I mean, were the Watchers gendered? Yeah, well, that's the other thing. So, but the thing is about that, and if, I, I don't know if I included all the, so I've been reading a lot of Alice Bailey, because I've always wondered, like, this Lucis Trust thing, like, why do they have so much money and, and power when it's just the craziest shit you'll ever read in your life? And I actually went to a Lucis Trust you know, the great convocations. And it was literally the most boring thing I've ever experienced in my life. I thought I was going to jump out the window. It was so boring. So I've never understood the whole purpose of this. But now I see them as a placeholder for this uh, this coming watcher religion. Um, so, But the point is, is that in her estimation, the watchers, um, you know, they're, they're those beings of light, they're, these, they're not incarnate and they, they take incarnation by possessing human beings that got they it. take over the bodies of humans and that's how they you know that's how they mate and so on got it, got it. that they don't they don't physically incarnate because you know again as you said the angels aren't gendered but they take possession of human avatars in order to uh you know get it on <laughs> with the ladies got it so anyway, so yeah, so this Astroworld thing uh, is just so incredibly sinister. Um, and I, I just, I was watching some of the videos and Travis, first of all, Travis uh, Scott Scott looked like he was um, drugged very heavily. And he he looked like he was just completely out of it and lip syncing. You know, I don't, I don't think he's really singing at those shows. I think he's lip syncing. But, you know, you see these people sort of being carried around uh, and, and he he clearly doesn't know what's going on. He's up in this sort of pedestal. Um, but again, they like to use these people for symbolic reasons, symbolic entrainment. Go down one. Uh, so here he is. Uh, this is Travis Scott. This is a Minecraft uh, music video. And here he is as a Nephilim here. And this shape on the left, this is like you know, this is like an orb. This is a watcher orb, you know, so it's this very surreal kind of non-Euclidean 
this being was a, this was a concert, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was a yeah, Fortnite. Yeah. Everyone Live logged one. in, and then people were watching people, in perform. It was Fortnite. We were in Houston when it happened. Oh yeah, you were at Skankfest. Was it at Skankfest? Yeah, hundred percent was at Skankfest. It was that weekend. Yeah. But if you look, there's like the, there's the eye there, so we see yeah. the eye in the center. So this is this is the watchers, and you know he's depicting himself, or he's being depicted by his controllers as as a nephilim and so on. So uh, you know, very interesting here, um, and it's interesting too because this is this is all done in what's called bisexual colors. I don't know if you're familiar or, or bisexual lighting. Uh, this. Um, oh. This blue and this purple and this pink here. Um, what is that? I don't know what's, what the, what's the implication? I don't know what the meaning of the, I don't know what the implication of it is, but it's the the entire uh, presentation is is done in those colors. So um, there you go. I'm not. And they have the rooftop not, people here too, so it's kind of like another similarity. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I don't think. I, but he's another one who's under the thumb of the Kardashian coven. So that's probably how they got to him to to use him to put all this stuff out yeah i mean if you're if you're banging with those chicks you're down right you're down to do whatever it takes you're i think you're done is what it's more like i mean look at blake griffin he's never been you dude when he started dating that kardashian that's when it ended they shipped him out and he's never been the same now they basically believe that that lana uh, that adult film star her baby is blake griffin's kid Dude, there's no well, look one. Look what they did to Lamar Odom too. Odom, yeah. There's no one thriving. No, yeah. no one that's now fucked they, up. Now they got their hooks from Pete Davidson, so he's done. Yeah, he's done. Right. He's, you know, we'll see what happens with him. Yeah. Kanye doesn't get him first. Yeah. Tap it up against some boule, <laughs> some boule action here. So go down one one frame. We we can kind of go quickly through some of this stuff coming yeah. up here. But if you, this is the five eyes again, and you hear this now all the time now, it's like this is. When they talk about the five eyes, it's like they're talking about like the United States or something. It's like somehow this five eyes connection here is is like semi-official. You know, it's like that's what they're they're really known as. And of course, this is the watches go down one frame. And this is uh, you know British intelligence, uh, military intelligence, MI6 building. Oh my done god! Like a, it uh, is a not... They call it Legoland. Yeah, or Babylon on Thames, the Ziggurat. I mean, this is done up like uh, the it Tower of Babylon. Just like that eye on the Travis Scott bisexual color blimp thing. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, yeah, that's the flying saucer. And note that we have uh, this is a GH or GCHQ uh, military intelligence, and this is a very similar shape to Apple. Apple Computer has their building in the same shape. Johnny's getting so. Make make of that what you will. Uh, go down one frame. So this is from that creepy uh, Masonic oh. video that got out. Yeah, the from uh, well, they actually put it out and then they sort of buried it because I think they were getting trolled too much on YouTube. But um, so we see the you know the eye yeah, of the watchers with the compass there, and this is the Duke of Kent, who some believe is a, an illegitimate Rothschild. Um, but he's he's basically the the lord of the the Freemasons here. You know the real Masons, like I said, not the Little League uh, LARP Masons here. This was the creepiest damn thing you've ever watched in your life. Would you life. like to this have a conversation so with that guy? Jeez Louise! Like what is he talking about? He, he, he kind of looks like Mr. Burns or something. Uh, go down one frame. So this is a, another organization. This is the Order of the Seraphim. Uh, this is actually. 
I believe it's Swedish, but all the all the royalty of uh, of Europe belong to this, including King Charles. Uh, and we see here, you know, this similar to that image we saw with the Grand Lodge here. Um, so this is a seraphim, it, you know, the burning serpents. Uh, that's a whole other discussion, but it's the same symbolism, uh, basically the watchers. Uh, go down one. And this is that's the angel of north that I referred to before. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that thing. Uh, yeah, Crazy. yeah. So that's the, that's also Andrew Gormley who did the uh, the Watchers uh, Event Horizon. Hey, look, I saw it one day we were driving down from Scotland in the and it was just in the mist. Oh, it was so it was so creepy, just dude with the mist kind of blowing through it, and you just come. Oh, I bet it. It you was. were in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years ago. Okay, go down one frame. How far is so that statue is... from Stonehenge? Just that's... curious. Oh, that's it's it's, it's a in the few middle, hundred miles in the at least. Of yeah. Okay. Stonehenge is in the south, south of London. Was this river dancing? Uh, no, what the, this this is the Millennium Dome show. So this is the really uh, this is kind of like the start. This is where the um, so the British stupid. establishment announced that they were going to destroy the EU, which they are definitely in the process of doing right now, and basically you know take over um, rulership of Europe. And we see the orange here. This is uh, hold on. You know, so you're saying that the the royal family of England said they're going to destroy the EU? Yeah, yeah, they, symbolically, absolutely. Because um, they they 999 times throughout the year 2000, they destroy this tower that's basically um, modeled after the uh, EU Parliament building in in Brussels. So. Yeah. So, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. In Strasbourg. Yeah. So, uh, and look what's happening now. Just look what's happening in Europe. Um, a lot of people don't realize that, like the British, are really the drivers behind the whole Ukrainian situation. Of course, uh, they, they are. Oh, They're yeah. behind Israel. They're behind it all, bro. The Dutch oil yeah. Yeah. So I. I <laughs> basically, they're going to break the back. They're going to break the back of the EU and and take power. Um, so go down one frame. That's so this is this is this. Yeah, it doesn't get like how much more explicit do you need it to get? This is the inside of the Millennium Dome from uh, year 2000. So we have this new like this child Nephilim here, this giant. And then we have the womb room in the Millennium Dome with these two big, uh, you know, giants here. Um, How much more explicit? does it need to get and if you watch the actual millennium dome show like i said the whole thing is about you know the 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 demons of the air and the the daughters of men uh coming together sexually to create a new hybrid race and so on and and tear down the uh the eu parliament and basically uh de-industrialize the world and create this um agrarian utopia that the watchers rule over Uh, and if you don't believe me, just watch it. Uh, it's just amazing. Go down one frame. Oh, so here's more of this uh, newborn uh, giant Nephilim. This is from the 2012 Olympics. Uh, what? That's just creepy as hell. Oh, this is a, have you this ever is, watched this... that halftime show, bro? I really, I, I try and avoid it, to be honest. It, I don't watch the Super Bowl. No, the halftime show, this is from the Olympics, bro. Oh. And oh, you, just the Olympic opener? It, yeah. yeah, it's opening oh, yeah. ceremony. And wow. it basically predicts everything that happened through COVID. Yeah, the World Cup's oh, yeah. about to have theirs. We've got, yeah, we've and got what that. what year was yeah. this again? 12. Wow. 
So there's that's the Nephilim. That's the new race of Nephilim. Go down one. And then we see this giant angel of death with the, the huge syringe. Oh, see down there, the nurses is, are dancing like yeah, the TikTok this is, video. Yeah. Yeah, this oh. is this is also from the Olympics, the, the London Olympics. So um, ridiculous. I don't even know what to say. So we have the newborn Nephilim, and then here's the angel of this death with, with a giant syringe. This has to do something with with sports, like yeah. I, supposed I would, to make assume, I would assume they're saying it's about the NHS, right, the National Health Service. But I mean, <laughs> it's what so funny because as we're watching this, people have to be like, "What is this about? Why, why are they doing the angel of death nurses dancing with syringes?" And everyone's like, it yeah, it's, it's crazy. All these talking heads are like, what a wonderful display of oh, choreography. Dude, you, know it. you know it. My God. The choreographer is Luke von Bonjingfeng. He also did the 1987 World Cup games. He's really known for his imagery of death and destruction and love. That's what this is all about love. It's like, get out of here. <laughs> so We're going right one. to the Nephilim uh, about this one, Black. Go to the oh, look, at, look at that. More. So this is, they just keep pushing this stuff. Um, this is this little Amal. They keep dragging this thing around. Uh, this, you know, the, again, the whole, there's the woke cover. So this is like for Syrian children, Syrian right. refugee children. Or you something. see a lot so of that, these you know, exhibits that, that are these giants. Yeah. And, and this, uh, this hideous wow. contraption on the, the right here is called storm. So this is, uh, yeah, um, they're really pushing this stuff with the Giants over and over again, over and over again. So go down one. So uh, this is from Alice Bailey. This is from her one of her books. Uh, and this is basically the foundational myth of the Watch Call. And this is why I think this is so dangerous, because I think a lot of people are going to be seduced by this this cult, this cultic belief. So uh, Bailey said, had not the sons of God come unto the daughters of men, which is biblical and symbolic way of expressing the great relationship between spirit and matter, which was established in the human kingdom, whatever, that's just all window dressing, had the spiritual entities, which are humanity itself, not taken unto themselves material forms, this is what I'm talking about, the spiritual possession, and had the positive spiritual element not attached itself to the negative material aspect, again, spiritual possession, uh, the present world conflict will be would not be taking place. So he's talking about how you know the watches came and they brought war and everything, as we see in the Book of Enoch, and this is alluding to World War II. But then she's like, "But you haven't heard the whole story. But the divine plan of evolution was based on the production of this relationship between spiritually conscious man and the form aspect, and thus the great law of duality came into action." bringing about the fall of the angels as they descended from this sinless and free state of existence in order to develop full divine awareness upon earth through the medium of material incarnation and the use of the principle of mind. So what she's saying here is, yes, um, the, these angels take possession of human beings, but they do so to bring, you know, this full divine awareness that, you know, human beings were you know, unformed, we were ignorant, we we didn't have the, the knowledge of good and evil. So these angels come to earth, you know, take possession of human beings for for you know these reasons to to elevate us. And and this is God's plan, as we'll see in the next next frame. Go down one frame. One next frame. Here we go. 
Uh, no, okay, so this is Bailey again. This was the divine plan emanating from the mind of God and swept into activity and progressive unfoldment by an act of his will. At its exception, they took place, the original war in the heavens, which is uh, Revelation 12, right? Uh, when the sons of God who responded to the divine urge to experience, to serve, and to sacrifice separated themselves from the sons of God who responded to no such inspiration, this is Michael and his angels, but who chose to stay in their original high uh, state of being. So what she's saying here is that the fallen angels, the, the watchers are, and she uses the term watcher over and over again in her her literature, she's saying that they, they fell to earth because God ordered them to, that God ordered them to bring down the divine knowledge, the divine experience unto the uh, the sons of men so that they would become, you know, spiritually evolved. So this, this I think, is, you know, once we get past all this nonsense with the Satanism and, and, and the woke and all this craziness that we're seeing, the trans stuff, you know, and everything starts to, you know, recongeal to to a, some sort of sane uh, reality. This is this is what I believe they're going to replace. Uh, the, and I think the churches, the Vatican, the the large denominations are all going to be on board with this. That this is this is the new, you know, this is the new revelation. This is the new covenant. I this is totally the new covenant. agree. Go down one frame. So the silent watchers uh, are the lords of sacrifice. The group of the silent watchers of all degrees are closely connected with the second cosmic path. All of them are lords of sacrifice. So she's saying they sacrifice themselves to come down to earth to bring us this greater, um, you know, technological knowledge. Technology is a huge part of this. Um, and just spiritual awareness uh, and animated solely by love. So they sacrifice themselves solely out of love and therefore have passed through the sacrificial burning grounds which is the, the, the burning pit in which they're imprisoned. Uh, these great redeeming angels who are the sons of men on their own true plane, the mental are ever therefore pictured as taking the form of 12 puddle loads. This is when she starts all this crazy symbolism. Uh, the sim symbology uh, linking them up with the son of divine love, the manifested solar system, which is said to be a cosmic 12 petal lotus, all this new age nonsense. But, you know, basically the form of this is that she's saying that the watchers are the good guys. They They were ordered by God to sacrifice themselves. Uh, they got into this battle, which is just basically sort of this like intramural pissing match between the watchers, you know, Samyaza and Azazel and their host. And then, you know, Michael and Uriel and Gabriel and the rest of them, um, you know, who didn't want to leave. Uh, so they, they, they sacrificed themselves in order to, to bring us this knowledge. Okay, so that's basically what she says over and over again in these books. And, you know, when I wonder, we, we can skip down two, uh, go down two frames. Not right there. So, yeah, so this is this is this. This is just absolutely mind boggling, because like I said, I mean, I don't know anybody who's involved in the Lucis Trust. I don't know anybody who reads these books, but the headquarters, uh, United Nations Plaza is their New York headquarters, or at least their, their headquarter office, United Nations. Um, in London, it's in Westminster, Whitehall Court. And we'll show you exactly where that is in a moment. And then in Europe, it's in Geneva. So it's like New York, London, and Geneva. These are the three largest financial capitals in the world, right? And yeah. somehow, 
the Luce's Trust, this little weird, boring, crazy little cult is headquartered in prime spots of real estate in these cities. Why? What? <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, well, I do get it now, but I, I didn't get it before. Go down one frame. So um, this is Whitehall Court. They are right across the street from the British Ministry of Defense. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> What a little coincidence that is, huh? Boy, yeah. Do you think that's telling us who's behind this group? Uh, it, you know, it's just so clear because Alice Bailey shows up in America. She she's given all this money. She's given an office on Wall Street, which is the building on the right. Um, that's actually owned by the Silverstein Group now. Um, another ziggurat, another uh, Tower of Babel, another um, Babylonian edifice. There, that's one twenty Wall Street. That's where they're. Uh, you know, I guess their operational offices are. So not only are they at the UN, right? Rockefeller owned property there, but they're also at this other property, uh, this ziggurat on 120 Wall Street. And then of course their London office is across the street from the Ministry of Defense. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, you and your listeners are gonna certainly understand what we're looking at here. Uh, so like, this is why I say that they're a placeholder. I don't believe that the loosest trust as we understand it today is the final form. I think this is being set up, that this is infrastructure is being put into place because the Loose Trust has offices all over the world now to um, become the host of the Watcher cult, Damn. which uh, Alice Bailey wrote about in minute detail over and over again, even though she, she used all these different terminology. So sometimes they're the watchers, sometimes they're the knowers, sometimes they're the sons of God, sometimes they're the coming ones, um, all this terminology. So, Dude, that's crazy. There you go. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, I, dude, you blew my mind. Wow. Uh, well, hey, this is, you're going to love this one. Uh, guess who one of the main bankrollers of the Lucis Trust is? Hello. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. No. And I love how everybody's just like, Melinda's good. She couldn't put up with his shit anymore. And she had to walk off. Get like, real. she's in that one video go, we got to get black people this this vaccine. Let's get the black people the vaccine. Let's do it. Yeah. Anybody want to take a big guess on who represents the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? Who? CAA. Bang. No, I believe it. But, you know, so they have all these financial groups, uh, you know, fairly substantial cooperative fund of New England, uh, Global Exchange. And this is only half the list, by the way, Investor Responsible Research Center. Uh, but also on the right, if you go to Microsoft Bing, Bing.com and do a search on Lucis Trust, every time you do a search on Lucis Trust, they donate money to them. Uh, yeah. Support wow. this cause just by searching on Microsoft Bing. They all sound Microsoft like such rewards. positive causes, right? What's Every that? time you look up Lucia's Trust, Microsoft donates money to them. You do it on Bing, yeah. That is crazy. And I'll fuck <laughs> Bing, too, man. You know, Bing well, acting like it's cool. The thing, too, is that um, they are actually uh, an officially... Lucia's Trust is an officially registered uh, NGO with the United Nations. Wow. And also, they, they built the meditation room. That I'm still trying to, it's the artwork in there is very abstract. I'm still trying to figure out what it's trying to say. But um, yeah, one of the former uh, assistant secretary generals um, was a devotee of the, of the organization. Uh, so go down one. 
so this is the uh, the savior. This is Samyaza, uh, the great solar angel, the great solar angel who embodies the real man and his expression on the plane of higher mind is literally his di divine ancestor. So this is talking about, you know, you see this in the context where Simyaz and the other angels took possession of men to impregnate women. The watcher who, uh, through long cycles of incarnation, has poured himself, uh, capital himself, in sacrifice in order that man might be. So, uh, yeah, and electricity has a lot to do with this as all well. All I know um, from all this is that Earth Chicks put out. <laughs> Everyone's Earth Chicks are easy. Earth Girls are yeah. easy, right? Everyone's a bang Earth ass. Chris, is the Statue of Liberty a watcher? Well, it's it's basically the statue. Of, the Statue of Liberty is Mithras and drag. So um, you could argue that the Statue of Liberty is, you know, this silent watcher that the yeah. incarnation that. of uh, Samyaza. Um, just looks look and the face. Yeah, the, the Statue of Liberty is is a dude. Yeah. It's a dude, um, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm saying it has a similar pretty, feel to this. They're all dudes. All yeah. statues are dudes. But Even the ones if, if you look checked. at the, but the um the the tiara and the torch and so on, are from uh, the Mithraic initiation. It's a it's a degree called uh, Nymphus, which is the bride of Venus. So basically, I think you entered it as a raven, and then you became the bride of Venus. So basically, um, you know your pledges had to uh, dress up as women and go to these little uh, drug parties. I don't think you need. Too much imagination to see how that turned out. But uh, interestingly enough, there's a, um, a secret society on Wall Street that Michael Bloomberg, who I call Mithraic Mike, um, belongs to that does the same thing with their pledges. Damn. So uh, nothing has changed. We just don't, you know, our attention is not directed to these things that are just as old as the hills. Uh, so go down one. Uh, yes, The Silent Watcher. So we've been talking about Vril, The Coming Race. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that book, but that's basically sort of the um, prototype for the superheroes, particularly like the mutants, like um, all these shows like uh, The Gifted and The 4400 and Heroes and, uh, oh gosh, uh, Twilight. I mean, all these sort of like, they're superhuman, but they're not superheroes. It's all kind of directed from... Right. Vril, the coming race. Uh, that that has to do with the Hollow Earth and stuff, but that's too much to go oh, into snaps. here. That's another show for sure. Yes, 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 yes. So this is the Silent Watcher, the greatest of the coming ones. The planetary logos of our Earth scheme took physical incarnation and under the form of Sanat Kumara, the Ancient of Days and the Lord of the World, came down to this dense physical planet and has remained with us ever since. Owing to the extreme purity of his nature, he was unable to take a dense physical body such as ours, as ours and has to function as a theoric body. So this is the watcher who did not take uh, possession of a human being, as she says here. But he is the greatest of all the avatars of coming ones, for he is a direct reflection of that great entity who lives and breathes and functions throughout all the evolutions on this planet, holding within his uh, aura magnetic sphere of influence. He is the silent watcher. So again, she uses the term watchers all the time. So this would be Samyaza. Um, as far as our immediate human humanity is concerned, uh, although literally the planetary logos himself on the higher plane of consciousness, uh, whereon he functions. So this is their, um, this is their Christ. This is their coming Christ. This is the, what they call it. They call this, uh, figure, the cosmic Christ. Um, this is the one who will finally take incarnation, 
when the watchers are restored and will take uh, control of the world, the one world government, which the Lucis Trust is uh, very involved uh, in putting into place. It's it's part of the the one world government is is literally part of their religion. So is the cosmic um, Christ Sanat Kumara? Are they one and the same? Yeah, well, yeah, like I said, there's a bunch of different names. There's the Sant Watcher, the, the coming one, Sinakamara, uh, Lord Maitreya, uh, who we'll get into in the next frame, Silent Watcher again, Planetary Logos. Um, this is kind of like a tactic, I think, with uh, with Bailey, and I, I've noticed it with some new other New Age writers as well, is that they tell you exactly what they mean, but then they throw all this, these layers of just argle bargle over there just mumbo jumbo you know just like well this is the guy you know this is the the, the coming one who is going to basically kill off most of humanity and instill uh, a one world government but you know uh he's the 12 lotus crystal vampire expression <laughs> of the of the i don't know the, the stars and the moon and the sun i mean they, they'll tell you exactly what they mean and then they throw in all this nonsense on top of no i got you hey so um so is 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 this silent watcher christ no it's the it's the it's the lord of the watchers okay they call him the cosmic cosmic they call him the cosmic christ yeah okay all right all right so go go down one one frame here so this is um in dallas not too far from dealey plaza this used to be in New York and lower Manhattan. Then it was right down the street from me. Actually, my wife worked in the building with this little character. This thing's actually huge, but um, this is called the genius of electricity. So electricity has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, obviously because electricity was kind of novel when Bailey was writing these books and so on. But this um, figure here is based on uh, Mithras Phanus, which is Mithras Lucifer. So it's the light bearer. And we see him rising from the cosmic egg, uh, bring electricity, bring lightning. So this is the genius of electricity. So genius is spirit or daemon or, you know, angels, you know, whatever, however you choose. But this is the spirit. This is the watcher. Um, this is Lord Maitreya in Bailey's estimation. But again, this is based on the Mithraic cults. Uh, this is Mithras Phanus. And there's actually Transmithras Phanus, uh, another one of these um, versions just like this, but it's as a woman. And there's that's at the gate. Yeah, it, it's at the gate of the um, St. Louis uh, University, which is a Jesuit university. And, and a figure just like looking exactly like this, but trans is at the gate of, uh, of that university. So, but here's what I was saying about 2025. So uh, a major proponent of Maitreya, Lord Maitreya, uh, who left, Alice Bailey, who left the Theosophical Society in the 20s to establish the Quasi-Theosophical Arcane School. She expanded upon Ledbetter's work. Ledbetter was one of the leaders of Theosophy and his Christology and referred to Maitreya as the Cosmic Christ, saying that his second coming would occur sometime after the year 2025. It's going to be super interesting, bro. That's the timeline. That's the timeline. More interesting. (laughs) Who knows who's going to show up, bro? Man. Yeah, so so go down one one more frame, and uh, and this is where we'll we'll leave it for now. So this is is Mithras. Uh, They call it Prometheus, but it's it's Mithras. Um, Yeah. 
Why is it always this, this shiny, super shiny, shined up? These are all such a similar, you know, tone and theme with the brightness of it. What is that part all about? I people like shiny, you. bro. <laughs> uh, but if you, you got to go to uh, Rockefeller Plaza sometime because it's just basically an open air Mithraic temple. But anyway, uh, Maitreya is sometimes considered to have been influenced by the Zoroastrian Mithra. Uh, also became Mithras, the Roman Mithras. Uh, so anyway, some Zoroastrian ideas seem to influence the cult of Maitreya, such as expectations of a heavenly helper, the need to opt for positive righteousness, the future millennium, and universal salvation. Blah, 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 blah. But this uh, image, Rockefeller Center, <clears throat> this is um, the Tower of Babel, uh, which is, the, you know, rising to the stars. Um, that This body is actually in the shape of, roughly the shape of, Perseus, Perseus is Mithras, Perseus the Persian, you know, Mithras is a Zoroastrian or Persian god. But basically the symbolism here is that he's bringing light, he's bringing fire, so he's the, the Lucifer, the Lucifer, the, the light bringer, uh, rising from the, the mountain, rising from the rock here, and escaping time. So he's rising above the zodiac, which is, he's escaping time and rising back to heaven. So this is the Lord of the Watchers, essentially, uh, rising back, and this represents that part of the Milky Way leading up to um, the portal. Cepheus. So, uh, you know, and it's again, it's the symbolism. There are so many different variations on it, but when you really start to break it down, it is all about restoring the Watchers to crazy, heaven, bro. and that's exactly what you see here. Yeah. Well, this is wow. uh, you open my eyes now. Every time I see an eyeball, I'm gonna think Watchers. <laughs> Keep an eye on the watchers. That's what this is all about. Christopher, where can our fo our listeners follow you? Uh, secretsun.blogspot.com. And right. that will send you the links. I'm also on Twitter at Secretsunspeaks. Have you tried to get on Rockfin? I, I haven't had time, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm still, like, I'm doing so much work right now. Um, I, I am interested, though. All we'll, right, we'll handle it. Hit me up. I'll let, I'll help we'll you out. We'll handle it. Thank you very much, Chris, for coming on. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank that you was very so much. Great. Thank Thank you. Very nice meeting you. Thanks for coming on. Wow. Thanks, great. guys. Appreciate it. Awesome show. Awesome show. That was amazing. Um. Wow. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, real quick, uh, Anthony, thanks for coming on. Thank we you appreciate so much. it. Oof. It was a good, crazy show. We wow. went deep. Two-hour banger, bro. The Watchers, it. bro. It's, uh, dude, this this is connects with our last episode of Nephilim. Back to back. Sometimes that happens where it's like a nice two-part series. Like it's meant to be. Yeah, it's meant to be. It was great, dude. The the seams of my skull are separated. They gotta <laughs> come back together. That was really good. I really so, appreciate you having me down. So, uh, Anthony, real quick, tell us where they can find you. Zero Dark Tony, baby. On everything. Rockfin, everything. Uh, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, zero dark Tony underscore OG. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. I appreciate it. No that problem. was a big eye opener. Uh, guys, uh, again, go to samtriplee.com. Jump on the email list. Please check it out. Samtriplee.com for all of my needs. My website, my my dates, my my um I'm gonna be uh, we got comedy chaos on October 19th. I'm in Vegas again for Skankfest, October 19th. We got a uh comedy chaos again, and uh then just check out for more dates. So much great shit going on. Uh again, guys, premium premium 
fucking content for you. Tim Fall Hat, zero. Uh, Conspiracy Social Code, Brian Callen. We don't spoke the same. Uh, Patreon, first, I mean, uh, Broken Sim, first look. You can even get Zero Dark Tony, Tony on there. $10. Make you holler. Make you holler. Okay, the best <laughs> value on the internet. If you're looking to look to, to invest money in these crazy times, I have a Patreon, patreon.com, go slash cash daddies. That will help you. New t-shirt alert is about to drop. The lizard people are coming. That's the new one. That shirt's about to drop. It will be available tonight. All My Heroes Shadow Band, spooky action, great way to support the show. Not limited? You haven't made it limited in a while. No, I'm not going to do limited yet. But uh, all those are available at tinfoilhattshirts.com or samtripoli.com. Nuke.social, great way to get on Telegram and Discord and never have to worry about losing your, your, your uh, profile. And then the telegrams for Tinfoil Hat and Zero are available as well on samtriple.com and all of my free audio content. Tinfoil Hat, Broken Sims, Cash Daddies, uh, Punch Drunk, Union of the Unwanted, which is my, one of the most important conversations on the internet. And then bat, uh, some of my old episodes from Conspiracy Social Club and Zero are available. Anything else? Got a show. Oh, yeah, I got a show. October 12th, El Monte. I actually just added Rick Thorne, uh, BMX Hall of Famer. He's going to be there. Me, Rick Thorne, uh, Lee Syatt. Rick Thorne's a good dude. Yes, and Craig Hines. Where so can they get show. tickets? Uh, Eventbrite or FullyToxic.com. FullyToxic.com. Yes. Anything, Johnny? Uh, no, we're about to drop uh, the latest Broken Sense. Is it Check a good one? Out. Yeah, it's a good one. It's always a good one. Yeah. Wait, no, it, this one sucked, bro. Okay. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, yeah, you can catch my second channel on Rockfin, which is Leader of the Band, B-A-N-N-E-D. Okay, Check I love it. Too. Thank you guys for listening. We love you very much. We'll take care, and we'll talk to you soon. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim Foil hack. Tim Foil hack.